Yo, uh, what's up, Miles? How's it going, man? Yo, Brian. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You escaped the village. You escaped the village, did you, for a little bit? It means Happy Friday means so much more to you, I think, than it does to me. To me, it just means just gonna just gonna go back to work tomorrow. Just tomorrow's gonna be the same as today and the day before. Right. For you, it's like I don't have to go to work tomorrow, which is nice, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I, I think it's also because I come from like I did freelance for six years, where mm -hmm. you are working the weekends as well. So I guess I do associate with it. But also. This is one of my favorite times of the week because of doing this show. Like, I love it. It's good hanging out. And especially with how many PSVR 2 games there are, it's nice to kind of at least have... I know you do it three days a week, but for me, it's like Friday's a good moment just to pause and talk about and process everything that's happened the last week because I'm still just blown away by the amount of titles and the fact that I still feel I can't play all the VR games that I want to. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> no, no, I mean... I, I I never get a chance to play all the VR games I want to. Not not these days anyway. True. Not not in the last week point five yes. or so. Uh, the la it's it's amazing how few how much how little time I've actually put into PSVR two because uh, <laughs> making content for PSVR two means you don't get to play a whole lot of PSVR two. Uh, right. That's okay. I'm just going to enjoy the launch longer than everybody else. I do want to point out something. This has nothing to do with our conversation. Miles Mustang seven fifty R in the chat says Pavlov later. Anyone played enough GT seven today? I will say I'm getting back into GT seven. I'm trying to do my dailies. Make sure that I do my daily roulettes and and, and get all my daily miles in. Um, and uh, but 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 make sure everybody joins Discord because we are absolutely uh, there's been people since 10 a.m. talking about playing Pavlov tonight. So. Uh, so everybody get in over on Discord. Uh, and I mean, those lobbies are like 10 people each. It's going to be easy to fill up a couple of lobbies, I think, with everybody who wants to play. Miles, can we start the show? Brian. Yeah, why not? Oh, why do. not? All right, let's do it. This is PS this this bit of <laughs> PSVR Games Cast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on PSVR Without Parole YouTube. They call it. That's a place. That's a thing. That's where we are. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, guys, like I said earlier, don't forget to join the Discord. The link for that's in the description below. And that's all the housekeeping I feel like doing today. My name is Brian Powell from this channel, right here, PSVR Without Parole. And this gentleman over here to my right, he's about as far right as geographically you can get without being in geographically China. Geographically far right geographically far right it's yeah england's next to china right like you go further east pretty much china yeah i mean if you look out my window you can see china yeah nice. it's pretty close it's crazy if i look out my window uh i can i can i can see all sorts of snow uh <laughs> miles how's it going man How, how's everything going uh, in your life and over on youtube.com slash miles it's going good um just absolutely loving psvr2 um i'm trying to think even what we talked about oh yeah we talked about our greatest fears on wednesday because everyone's been diving into resident evil village um and seeing your live streams i live streamed last saturday and it seemed like quite a good topic uh related to that uh it was a good time and uh this weekend uh my live stream is going to be a bit more chilled because there's actually a bit during my live stream playing resident evil village where as i'm about to go into this i say scary area scarier area because it's all scary for me uh -huh. um i go 
why am I playing this? I should have played City's VR. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what it. So that's what I think I'm going to be playing this weekend because I've wanted to dive into City's VR and have a, have a good time with it. So it'll be a bit different. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But the question I'm going to ask you, Brian, yeah. is where is your energy at at the moment in terms of a particular PSVR 2 game that's really that you're really <laughs> enjoying more than any? Because I like that you're laughing. Because last week it was Demio for me. Yeah. Pavlov, man. Yeah. I can't I can't believe it. Love Pavlov, Pavlov is. You've been playing it? No, but I love it. Oh, dude, I can't wait to get you in it. And TTT mode. Yeah. Uh, do you know much about it? Yeah, well, so you said, have I been playing it? The answer is I haven't played it since the last time I talked about it on this show. So I have played it, uh, but just not right. to get a feel for it and know that it's like really very frequently goofy. Uh, it doesn't doesn't quite take itself as seriously as other first-person shooters do, but also it's a seriously good time, that's for sure. It's an interesting dynamic. So I was trying to describe it to a friend earlier of like the gore is pretty... It's cartoony, but it's brutally realistic. Yeah. Like, you literally can shoot people's faces off and expose the skull and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's kind of cartoony for that reason. As you say, like, the, the sort of the combat is quite goofy and fun. But at the same time, you are having to reload guns properly. The big machine guns, you have to, like, actually pull it open and, like, take the thread of bullets, if that's an actual term, mm. and put it in there and then close it down again. Um, but the TTT... The TTT mode is the mode that I've had the most fun with, which is like Among Us. Yeah. Um, and just so much fun of just like mind games with everyone. Uh, and the fact that your characters mouse move when they talk <laughs> and everyone's just holding guns. Someone can be a sheriff with handcuffs to like tell people to put their guns down. Uh, I've played endless hours on that. Um, yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous because there there are certainly games like this uh, that I want to put more time into. But so, but certainly, uh, I'm trying to prioritize the games that I want to I, I'm going to review first because I only have so much time in any given day, right? Uh, and so, uh, and I will say that because of the games that I've decided to play, that has sort of changed the priority list when it comes to my review game, the games I'm going to review. Uh, and so, yeah, so I'm I am absolutely going to be reviewing Demio soon because I've been playing a whole lot of fucking Demio, dude. Like, and that's amazing. And that's not like that. That was sort of in the same place as Cities VR for me, right? Where I was like, it's going to be a great game. I know it's going to be a great game because, um, uh, because I played it on Quest. Uh, and but but they, it's just so good. It's just such a great game. And the more you play it, the more you want to play it. Uh, and, uh, and I've got like two games going at once now. And then I'm about to start a solo campaign just to make sure that I learn the characters a little bit more before starting my review. And it's just, I mean, it's beautiful in the headset, right? These kind of games like really show off how crisp and clear the PSVR 2 can really, really be, right? No reprojection, no no anti-aliasing issues, no, no ghosting, no nothing, right? It's like this, it's just sharp and clear. You read the cards, the text on it is just clear. It's, it's amazing hearing you say that because it's that's an example of it's so good that I didn't even think about the fact that when you read the cards, because there's often the thing about in cinematic mode, the menus aren't that, you know, they're, they're clear, but there's still a little bit of fuzz. But I'm like, I didn't even think about that compared to PSVR. Yeah, you're holding up cards and you can read them just perfectly yeah. um, and, and see all the details on it. Um, what's the character on Demio that you found you played first? What was the one that you went for? Uh, so the one I went first for first, uh, I, I feel like I like to play things safe and I, and, and I like to try to take enemies down from a distance. So I went for the archer first. Uh, I'm sure that's probably the not... The range on the archer. Yeah, it's great. 
great. And, yeah. and then the one I was playing last night, uh, I forget what, what, what it's called. Yeah. The character class. But it was one who actually has a, uh, like this wolf type dog type mythical creature, uh, called, uh, named Kana, uh, by her side that you can like send off to do your bidding for you, like to go off in attack. Wow. And, and so again, I, I ended up with another ranged character, uh, almost accidentally. Uh, but man, like the, who, who, whoever that character is, I don't know her name or, or what the class is, but it's it's very very quickly becoming one of my favorites because Kana, as long as you keep him alive, levels up, and then he glows blue when he gets to level three, and he's like super sane, wow. and like he does more attack. I mean, so but then he dies, and then he comes back okay. to return later as the weak Kana you started with. So. I've played hours of Demio, never played that character. So good. And like when you play with your friends again and again, you t kind of get into your clique of like, these are the characters we're going to play. Like you want to yes. experiment, but you sort of work out dynamics. And yeah, the, the characters that I, that I saw when I was playing with random people, they were playing the character on the far right. Don't know the name, but he has the chain that he can throw. Very and Kratos like, like or uh, Scorpion yes. like from Mortal Kombat. Get over here. And he's able to. Yeah, and he's able to grab the like oil lamps and then pick them up and then hold on to them and then throw them and it's and and the range of nice. doing stuff. But yeah, I mean, Demio is a game overall, beautiful, beautiful game, and it was one that I just keep thinking about. I can't wait to jump back in. The only reason I haven't been jumping back in is it does take a lot of time. You kind of feel like the games yeah. aren't that long, but it takes for three levels. It's it's going to be like two to three hours or three to four hours. Like, I mean, it takes about yeah. an hour per four, depending. I mean, if you're racing toward the exit, if you get the key right away and then race toward the exit, you can right. probably do it in 45 minutes. I don't do that, man, because I want as much gold as possible because I want to buy new cards between levels and I want to get as much XP as possible because be because between games, you can level up your cosmetics, right? You gain you gain XP and then you get to have like cooler looking dice and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, so I, I am all in when it comes to Demio. This is definitely one of my favorite launch games. Spoilers, when I put the review out, there's no way it's getting less than a nine. Like, I'm just obsessed over this thing. Um <laughs> But I'll tell you what, That's Miles, you, this, this, I didn't actually answer the question that you asked me. The question no, you asked me is, what game am I excited is. to play? What have I been doing? And, and I, and I got to say that, um, along with my daily Gran Turismo 7 stuff, today I got back into Kayak. Because I feel like Kayak is really? a game that got uh, a lot of praise leading up to launch and then at launch, right? But then, but then what happened was, is everybody started saying, well, there's not much content here. There's nothing to do. Ten minutes into Kayak, you'll be bored. And I and, and I'm I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. I played for hours today, and there is so really? much skill involved. Like when you learn how to yeah. really uh, use the oars properly uh, and do sharp turns by like sticking the oar into the water, uh, feels so good, doesn't it? It does, but but I'm not terribly good at it yet. Oh no, right? I'm not either. But it still feels good. <laughs> and so and and, and, I've, and I haven't done a whole lot of like the. Oh, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna oar around or kayak around. I don't know what proper verbiage is. Uh, just all yourself out all yourself out is the term yeah i'm a i'm a i've, I've got a reputation for having a pretty big or <laughs> or being a pretty big or there's, there's millions of jokes we could spend the yep. rest of the day doing um the, the races are intense uh yeah and they're, they're difficult. difficult man yeah yeah because because each you have to get through these poles right they're like the uh the different little great i forget the, what they're called they're the gates the gates yeah yeah um and you can't it's it's one just getting through them requires patience and learning how to like navigate uh, more precisely. But on top of that, you can't hit the poles with your oar, or you lose two seconds of time. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking nonsense. <laughs> like, is this yeah. hard enough? And yeah, you're gonna make it harder. But I, but dude, that's this. All I've got to say is 
I'm having so much fun with it. And I love like, dude, this redefines what photorealistic looks like in VR, right? We used to talk about photorealistic when it comes to like paranormal activity or transference uh, on PSVR one. And those games did look good. This game looks photorealistic. Yeah. Um, the, the, the pole thing is great. Cause it's, I, I, I don't know much about the Olympic sports, but I know that in like professional kayaking, that is, you know, what they do with, they have the timers and you start learning I ended up starting doing what the professionals do. I'm not saying I'm a professional, but basically you start to learn that as you're going into it, wherever the water's going, you sometimes you have to sort of move your oar and do a dance to make sure that you're sort of like dancing around the pole, making sure it's not hitting your head and that. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I don't know if you've done this yet, but on Kayak VR and to anyone that plays it, you can choose what the like the ghosts of the other players are because the default is like it's just opponents that you know appear and disappear but you can also change it to bronze silver and gold so you will race uh a, a fellow kayaker who is going to get that time for bronze silver or gold i can't silver never mind um better than life studio to create the game just three of them he was saying that developers actually were actual ghosts developers because I was racing them still, but it's not like to say they do the time in minutes. It's not that they're doing horse acts and spinning it. No, it's where they do it lower than the bits they do it faster. And they even told me when you race to rescue racing, so they're ahead at a certain point, or I don't know, you want to do something to mock. That your friends will see it as well. But the, I can't buy in It is. <laughs> I was. You turned into a robot for all of that. And I think you're still robotic because you, you're frozen on my screen. Um, I'm AI. I'm AI. Yeah. So we're going to give you a second to get caught up. And while, and while your internet gets caught up, um, it does. It does... Should I dial out and oh, no. reconnect? Oh, no. There you are. You're back. Everything's okay. fine. <laughs> Um, so we missed all of that. That's right. It wasn't important. It was, it wasn't important. Actually, it wasn't important. It wasn't important, but it took, but it was like five minutes long. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, we got, we got a few, like most of my rambles. We, we got a few tips to, uh, to knock out, uh, to any of the audio podcast listeners. Uh, how was that? Was that enjoyable? <laughs> every, every single person listening to the audio podcast just now looked at their phone and went, Oh no, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> uh real quick here we got um don can 94 with the two chieftains says i got a dead pixel hope a replacement arrives soon that sucks man i remember i, I can't believe dead pixels are still a thing it seemed like they weren't for a very long time i went for a very long time without having dead pixels and things uh but back i remember when i tried to buy game gear when i was like 14 or something uh it was impossible getting one without a dead pixel. I remember having like five of them opened back when like Electronics Boutique and Babbage's or something existed and they didn't, they weren't super corporate. So we just opened all of them up and started plugging them in at the store, uh, trying to find one without a dead pixel. Um, so that sucks, man. I really, really hope that a replacement does arrive soon. Mm. Uh, Man Pig Game Cat with a $2 tip says physical PSVR 2 titles are on the horizon. Love PSVR 2. Love in PSVR 2 as well. And I told myself I wasn't going to buy any physical games this generation. And I think I'm a big liar, Miles. <laughs> it just seems wrong, man. I run a PSVR 2 YouTube channel. I should probably have a couple PSVR 2 games on my shelf. They'll, they'll come. They'll come. They'll happen. They'll happen. 
Uh, Imzadi with the Australian $3 tip says, OMG, top of the stairs. Sorry, need to get that out. Uh, I'm assuming this is what people were yelling at me during my Resident Evil Village stream. Uh, a lot of people were unhappy with the way that I was playing Resident Evil. Uh, I was definitely lost uh, for about a half an hour trying to find the right room to solve a puzzle. Uh, some people didn't like that. I was not enjoying the cutscenes. Um, but you know what? This is this is my playthrough. Everyone can suck it. <laughs> this is how I'm... That's the diff right? That's, that's the difficult thing when you do live streams is you don't... You, you can't really afford for the viewers to have those moments where you just get lost and you're looking around and uh, it's why sometimes doing an edit afterwards, which is a lot of hassle, um, people need to understand when they're watching a live stream that, yeah, there's going to be bits that you get stuck on. Like, we all have that. Yeah. You're not going to do a flawless run um, or else games would be very boring if that was always the case. Yeah, and, and I also think that people expected me to just love every second of it. Right, like, and I, and I don't, I don't love every second of it. I think the cutscenes, sadly, I will say right now, I think the cutscenes are just too, uh, too much, man. They're too frequent, and it has nothing to do with the VR implementation of them. I'm very happy that if you're going to have cutscenes in a VR game, make sure that the you're still in the game. Make sure you're still in VR mode. I don't want to watch them on 2D flat screen, uh, like we did in like RE7 for a lot of it. Um, so I'm very happy that the cutscenes were still VR. There's just too fucking many of them, man. Too fucking many, and, and and I think that I think that relates to how good the gameplay is in Village. If the gameplay wasn't exciting, and I didn't, and I wasn't loving every second of being in the game and playing as the character, and and, and shooting enemies, and, and and searching for things, and crafting, and all that stuff, if that wasn't fun, well then the, the, I'd be fine with the cutscenes, right? Because then it was like, yeah. oh, you're not pulling me away from anything, but you are. You're pulling me away from way too much stuff and way too frequently. My issue with it is I'm fine with the cutscenes if they allowed the interactivity of the VR. So an example is, and this isn't a spoiler, but at the beginning, you're at a dinner table having a conversation with someone and there's red wine glasses. I wanted to pick up the red wine glass <laughs> yeah. and it wouldn't let me. And and it keeps bringing up that press options button to skip. Mm -hmm. And it even happens if you're like your character's crawling under stuff. And it's there's moments where you're like, wait, am I controlling this or am I not? uh yeah. am i supposed to be attacking this thing oh, oh no i'm still in the sort of this middle cutscene bit oh now i can grab my gun for example there's there's a lot of moments like that that um i find difficult um and i i, I don't know i i think we spoke about this um earlier in the week brian um off the off air but um the thing about vr uh sorry uh, resident evil village and we're gonna get into this more later for the main topic of the show but they do so much so well, it feels like they've not been lazy, but you're like, if they've nailed all this stuff for VR, then how have they dropped the ball on these really small parts that could have been easy to implement, you know, to to really maximize the VR experience? It kind of feels like there's a lot of things that they, they missed out on. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, and just to uh, bring some of the chat in here as well, Joel F says, I hate the Resident Evil 8 cutscenes also. Uh, Mark Smith uh, says, I was watching your live stream and people in chat were fucking sideline gaming being all upset. So silly. Uh, yeah, I mean, clowns are going to clown. It's all good. Uh, Rooster Tie 111, the game cat, says, uh, cutscenes are a problem with AAA games in general, not just VR. And I definitely have to agree with you, man. Um, because if I was playing Village on the flat screen, I would have just the same amount of problems as. Uh, as playing the way that I'm playing in VR. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think I, I take bigger issue with cutscenes in VR because 
because you're immersed, because you have this thing on your head, right? Like if, if, if a village cutscene kicked in when I was just sitting on my couch with my dual sense controller, I can't, I mean, I would absolutely pick up my phone for a second and, you know, uh, check, uh, check Tinder and, and check, uh, and check my email and check Twitter. Right. And just kind of be paying attention. But that's not what you do in VR, man. Like VR is all about no, immersion. Uh, and so you've, you've got, you've got around. my attention, make it good, but also make it fast. Right. Like, because, because we emphasize gameplay more in VR, I think, than we, than we ever have, um, in the last couple of generations of gaming. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's not a huge deal. It doesn't. It's not ruining the experience for me, um, but because the chat made a, such a big deal about my reaction to it, I figured we'd address it. Fair. The the other thing with cutscenes is um, there was one or two moments where I feel I missed something significant at a particular moment because I wasn't looking the right way. Um, That's a good because, point too. Yeah. Yeah, because in VR you're looking around at it. Again, I'm not going to go into specifics. And actually. Uh, I will preface this for the entire show that um, Brian and I agreed on before on uh, going on air for any game cats is we aren't going to be talking spoilers for today. Like we're talking about Resident Evil Village in detail, but we're going to talk thematics and what makes it scary without going into specifics because we know a lot of you have still not got into it yet. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll do our best to um, keep it thematic. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Hell yeah, I, I, great idea. Alex the Game Cat with the forty-five Donkey Kong countries says new show idea: pool versus pool 1v1 I, I should read these before i read them uh 1v1 <laughs> multiplayer games with polish pool and brian pool okay. <laughs> finally we all know who the best pool is <laughs> this is okay okay uh, <laughs> i mean i'm down i love polish pool and uh and, and if he's ever got time i mean like time is limited on both of our sides i'm sure so uh, if he if he ever has time and i ever have time i'll absolutely team up with that guy he's a, he's awesome double m gaming with five dollar tip says when demio first came out you could only level up in co-op single player you didn't get the xp is this still true also floating hands and light brigade not happy about that double m gaming does not like floating hands apparently um I don't know. I'm about to play the single player mode in Demio. Single player is skirmish, right? That's what skirmish is. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Is that what it's called? Okay. So you can't. So right. So you can play single player in the regular mode, um, and you can make it private so no one else can join. Skirmish, I think, is actually where you can play with like four characters, and then you control them all on your own. Um, okay. So one yeah, of those so gives I, you I, XP, I and one of them doesn't. Then. What? So, th so if, if, yeah. if if that is the case, it'll be skirmish that doesn't give you the XP. Um, I'll tell you who plays yeah. a lot of Demio, or who played a lot of Demio before I did, and that's AJ. Wes. Um, oh, and probably Wes as well, yeah. So yeah. those are the guys I'm going to check in with before I spend a lot of time making no progress. So uh, Mako XL with the Canadian $2 tip says, Sing Silver Chair, Brian. Oh, is that because I started seeing Cemetery uh, on my stream when I entered a cemetery? Because that's how my brain works. Literally, the most obvious connection that my brain can make, I will make. And then that's the extent of it. Um, I, I, I can't think of any uh, uh, any Silver Chair songs off the top of my head, even though I love the first two albums. Yeah, I'm not lying about that. Snacks, mm, please, Future Arrives Game Cap with $2 tips. Has anyone tried Fantavision yet? <sighs> Did did you try Fantavision yet? No. No, okay. Neither did I. Darth Vader the Game Cat with the $10 tip says, How is your experience with Miss Lady D, Brian? Isn't she beautiful? I'll tell you who I got a little crush on, man. Those three sisters? 
dude, I don't, I don't care if they got blood coming out of their mouth, man. Like there's, they're hot and there's three of them. Uh, I'm not, I'm Agreed. not, I'm I not man enough for three sisters, but yeah, but also I don't know if three sisters would be down with getting it on together. I, I feel like that's not, that's not a thing, but I think they've done weirder yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll g- I'll give you that one. Sure. Um, but yeah, the sisters are hot. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, the, the random guy, the Farno game cat with the New Zealand $20 tip says that dinner scene gave me a massive panic attack as someone who has been held up at gunpoint when, uh, Chris's partner walked in with the gun. I, I'm, I was done. Sorry. I was trying to kind of like mumble through it because a little spoilery for people who haven't started full on hyperventilating, hyperventilating, not a trigger warning guy, but that set me off. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to go into that. I think we've talked about it on a litter box before, but I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Understandable. Uh, thank you for the tip. Not sure. Brondo with the $20 tip says, I am very happy with PSVR 2. It's not perfect, and I wasn't expecting it to be, but I'm having an awesome time with it. Content will greatly improve as devs get more experience. Thank you guys for being here. 100% agree. Nothing's perfect. Uh, and, uh, and you can absolutely start picking apart the faults of PSVR 2 if you so desire. Uh, but man, when I put that thing on, all I can say is I'm just so happy that it exists. I'm thrilled, Miles. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it, just hearing that comment made me think a lot about my feelings with like Pavlov and playing games with guns with two hands, mm-hmm. like holding two-handed guns with the controllers as opposed to the aim controller. Because going into this, I was like, oh, no aim controller. That's lame. Mm-hmm. But no, because they can have haptics that are different for the the hand at the front of the gun and the hand at the back, they have different sensations. But it does make me think when Firewall Ultra comes out, and I read a couple of articles this week because they've announced it's going to be made using Unreal 5 Engine. And um, it's clear that the reason it's not out yet and they're taking their time is they are optimizing gunplay with these haptics and the feeling and also to make it that you know, drift, uh, you know, tracking drift and all this sort of stuff. They're trying to eliminate everything. And so I think that um, Firewall Ultra is going to be a real example of what the future of VR is with this hardware. So um, that, that's a game that makes me really, really excited. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, Alex the GameCat with the 17 Donkey Kong Country says, sorry for the pool, Paul. Nice. All right, man. I think that takes us to... Uh, our very first viewer takeover question uh over on discord we have a viewer takeover channel and that's where you guys can get your questions on the show uh prior to the show even starting uh we've got a couple good ones i think today miles starting with distracted he says now that the future is finally in our hands with the sense controllers looking back at the move controllers do you think that maybe we went a bit too hard in the paint for them i don't know what that expression means miles but i think we can deduce i don't either okay but i, I assume that means defending them yeah i mean that's <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what i thought but i'm i was like hard in the paint okay or were they painting with them are they painting with them yeah. i mean uh he says and have you been back to see how they feel since miles why don't you why don't, I ha- why don't you go uh, take take this one so i haven't gone back to the psvr on it, the honest truth is, I mean, it's in this cupboard behind me. The next time, and I, I joked about it on launch day that when I was picking up all the wires and the breakout box, I wanted to do a comparison, but I get stressed just picking up the break bo- breakout box and how complicated it is. Um, but 
I am going to be giving my PlayStation 4 Pro and my PSVR to my parents. So they're going to be game cats soon, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. So when I set it up for them, uh, I'll obviously be helping configure it. Uh, and then I will jump back into it because, yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting comparison because um, it, it happens both ways, doesn't it? When you go to new hardware, mm-hmm. you kind of don't remember what it was like. You remember how it made you feel uh, without having that forward foresight of, you know, when you were playing with the move controllers, this was the best that we had up to now, unless you did have the inside out tracking with Quest and all that. Um and it happens the other way as well. Um, there were some games I'm playing on PSVR 2 going, Tetris Effect, I think this is how it looks on PSVR. And it's like, it definitely didn't. Right, but it's yeah. how you think it looked when you were playing it at the time. So, yeah, I, I've not been back on PSVR since playing PSVR 2. Have you, Brian? I haven't been back, um, but but you brought up an excellent point. It's like, we, you know, it's not like we haven't played Quest or anything before this. Or, I mean, I had at least. Uh, I know that yeah, I think your first experience was at Fast Travel Games, right? That's right, yeah. Right. So, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, so so I've been playing Quest games for a good amount of time. I, I own the Quest One, I own the Quest Two, still own a Quest Two, uh, alongside a PlayStation VR, and uh, and it's just I don't know, man. Like the the holding the move button down and pointing was just never that big of a deal to me. I couldn't wait until we got better controllers, that's for sure. Um, but but I, don't know, I mean, I, I I thought that. And by the way, I looked up uh, hard in the paint. <laughs> and it was just like uh, giving it your all, which I don't think makes right. any sense. Distracted. I think you might have used that term a little incorrectly. I've decided. Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Brian Paul, English professor at your disposal. Yeah, scholar. He's yeah. a scholar. Yeah, English scholar. That's what they call me. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. So I, I never had a problem with it, man. I, I, I mean, I did have a problem with it at first, and then I got really, really used to it because that that was my primary headset. Uh, so, so no, I don't. I, you know, I, I don't. I think people uh, maybe didn't give it a chance, and a lot of people just never kind of came to terms with it, which I understand. Like, it's not a, it's not a good <laughs> system. And it's the best system we had to replace an analog stick, but it's not a good system. Uh, so I, I totally get both sides of it. Um. And no, I yeah, haven't going, been back. And, I don't see myself going back anytime soon, Miles. That's fair. Um, yeah, like I was saying earlier about going to the aim, like wanting to have an aim controller for PSVR 2 and now experiencing the new um, uh, Sense controllers. I'm like, no, I don't need one. I mean, it'd be nice, but I'm really happy with this. It's kind of made me realize that my concerns for playing Beat Saber with controllers that don't feel like Sabers, because that was the thing about the move controllers. And actually, a lot of Quest players would always say the Move controllers were the best controllers for playing Beat Saber mm. 2 in terms of how they feel, not necessarily because of tracking. Um, but again, I think actually with the haptics of these jewels, uh, of these Sense controllers, um, I'm actually really excited to experience Beat Saber whenever we hear about that game. All we know is it's in development for PSVR 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited because I think one of the things I didn't like about the... Uh, uh, they they introduced chains right or, or links or whatever the fuck they call that them was right it. with like the broken blocks like that spread out yes and I fully expected it to go dunk, 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 as I as I right, sliced right. across it right and, and that's not what I got um, and so th- I think there's no excuse now with these awesome new sense controllers not to feel that when I'm slicing um, so I'm very curious to see how that all goes down um, have I, you played Synth Riders yet by the way on PSVR two nope. I'm I'm just curious to like the the rhythm games on PSVR. You played um Pistol Whip though because I I've mm-hmm. actually I jumped into that since you mentioned it last Friday and 
I always mention Pistol Whip was a game that I feel I should love more than I do, yeah. and I never go back to it. Um, that might still be the case with PSVR 2. However, I'm I'm having a much better time with it on PSVR 2. The haptics feel just... And, and, and the tracking and everything, it just feels incredible. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Pistol Whip goes right along with uh, Tetris Effect, where you're like, this is how it looked on PSVR 1. Right. I guarantee if you go back and play it, like it's just like, nope. Absolutely not. Yep. I think I think no, that would yep. be the hardest part about going back to PSVR one. Is that like just it's just the resolution because now we have like these, you know, two K per eye screens, whatever you want to call it, four K and uh and, and everything looks great. And then you go back to that and it's like I you know, I think we were very tolerant of things because it was, you know, the first uh the first console uh headset that was, you know, con- consumer affordable and it had so many games on it and whatever. Uh we were I think we were very tolerant it- of a lot of things. It's true. And that's even with streaming. I, I, I remember as PSVR 2 came out, I was looking back at all the you know, Let's Plays you've done on the channel for PSVR titles. And this isn't a criticism of you. Blurry as F. Like, <laughs> just so blurry. And I'm just like... And actually, you had a much better uh, presentation of VR games because you did it through the social screen, right. uh, through your setup, compared to using PlayStation's fisheye lens thing. Um, but it is just blurry. But we accepted it. The I have to say the the social screen quality for streaming. I mean, just watching you play Resident Evil Village yeah. is incredible. Um, which is what you need, especially if you're watching someone play VR, because when they're moving their head a lot, you need clarity. Otherwise, it's just a headache if you're watching a blurry picture, yeah. also with a lot of head movement. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I've 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 seen people go. Oh, I can't believe you know like the 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 social screen for Call of the Mountain looks so good. My my in game image looks nothing like that. And I was, it's funny because prior to launch, this might be too inside baseball. I don't know if anybody cares about this, but prior to launch, prior to me getting a PSVR two headset, I would watch. I was watching the reviews for Call of the Mountain on IGN or wherever else, right? And I saw the footage, and it all looked really high contrast and washed out too much brightness, right? It was just, it, and I was like, this doesn't look terribly good. I'm like, oh, the art design here, something seems wrong. And then when I got in the game, I was like, oh, thank God, it doesn't look like that. It's like there's a softness, you know, like where where it just looks like a the whole thing kind of looks like a painting, and uh, and. and and the contrast wasn't blown out. Sirens on my end. It wasn't blown out like I saw in other people's videos. And everything looked good. And then I looked at my social screen footage because I'd captured hours and hours and hours of footage. And it looked, I was like, this is exactly what I saw in the headset, right? It's not 3D, but this is a very close representation of what I saw in the headset. So anyone who's like, oh, this isn't what I'm seeing in the headset. Oh, Miles, they fucking right. found me, man. They're here. They're here. We, we got to finish the show real fast before they can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Push the door you in, pack man. up. I'll keep talking to him. Perfect. Excellent. I'll be right back. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I, I think it's a great representation. I think it's a much better representation this gen than we even got last gen, without a doubt. And the social screen for the pass through when you're using it, it's amazing. The quality. I joked before on here about that when I was looking around my room and people could probably read if I had a letter out with my address on it. People could probably see it. It's <laughs> it's amazing how good the quality is. Yeah. Um, I have a very specific technical question about live stream, but this might appeal to GameCats who have also tried it for themselves. Um, when you did your Resident Evil live stream, it looked great. Um, when I did it, it looked great, except it was very dark, the game footage on my screen. And that's always been a thing when I've taken screenshots and that. Is that just because of my HDR settings when you, at the beginning, choose you know the whites and the blacks and make sure that the image they show you is barely visible 
is are you doing something on the streaming end or are you is that is that just in your game settings because yeah my my game footage is incredibly dark i don't know how anything works miles great cool it's magic it's magic everyone magic it, it means he's a natural he's I, a natural i don't know how anything genius. works the fact that i actually get videos is a little shocking it's a miracle yeah if you're ever like why is brian fucking mad all the time right like if i started stream like yes when i started yesterday's resident evil village stream like i was mad about shit that was happening behind the scenes like everything was breaking everything was missing nothing was where it should have been i was fucking mad when i got in and so like i was i was already upset before those cutscenes like agitated me even further um and so like so i'm just an angry person man because like i work from home i live at home and everything here is in disarray and i don't know how anything works and so when something breaks it's just awful <laughs> so um yeah it's a lot of people in the chat are talking about it because also when i was playing kayak vr at night time mm -hmm. i was like this is awesome at night and people are like i cannot see anything oh. <laughs> like you're, you're paddling through complete darkness so um yeah, um, I need to. I need to work it out. Uh, before we get to our next viewer takeover question, you know, as we come close to the end of our show without getting to the topic. Great, I love this. Yeah, uh, I do. I like casual Fridays, man. Right, we we get in here and it's, it's like, it. you know, we have a run of show, but we just kind of ignore it. <laughs> and and although we overrun anyway, I'm just going to use this as an excuse. Yeah. We're in the you know the opening weeks of PSVR two, so we're, of course we're going to chat lots about what we're excited about. Yeah. But I know that has never changed anything for. For the year that we've been doing this <laughs> for real it's true um jo uh, josh zaski with the ten dollar tip says so with resident evil 4 remake being the next resident evil when do you think we'll get another re game that's anywhere near as scary and as awesome as re7 re8 was pretty great nowhere as good as re7 imo um i think i think you might be underestimating and this is just me uh, speculating, obviously. I think you might be underestimating how good Resident Evil 4 might be, the remake. Yeah. I, I think I think a big complaint that people had with Resident Evil 4, uh, despite, I mean, actually, let, let me clarify this real quick. A lot of people didn't complain about Resident Evil 4. For a lot of people, that's when the series started getting good, right? Uh, they, they, they did the survival horror thing, but then they but they gave you a lot more control over your character, and it was like a lot more action-oriented. Um, but then for the hardcore fans, they said, well, it's just not as scary. You, you like eliminated some of the, the things that made Resident Evil so great. And, and, and if I was Capcom, and I saw the reaction to Resident Evil 7, and, I, and, I, and we saw how great Resident Evil 4 was back in the day, I think they'd try to find a way to merge those two audiences and say, this is the perfect version of Resident Evil 4. This is the one that all fans can agree is one of the best games in the series, right? Infuse more horror into it, but also keep the, uh, the mobility and the action that, uh, that, that, that didn't, people who got into it a little bit later really enjoyed. That's my guess. And that, that's just random, mm -hmm. but like I got my fingers crossed that's the case because I would love a very scary version of RE, uh, RE4. And also, Capcom are like Insomniac Games. They are just unbelievable with their output of just creating games, creating remasters and upgrades. They just keep knocking out of the park. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Resident Evil 9 is, but um, mm. I assume they'll be still going down the path that they have been. Um, yeah. Because they, because the remakes they've made for two and three and now four yeah. has given them the room to sort of do the classic stuff. That's how they've been doing it. Um, but in terms of like, I thought the question was going to be about like next um, next VR Resident Evil game. 
I assume after four, I feel like Resident Evil Two has to get a VR version. But I don't know because um, we always talk about how you know they're doing for Village the third person version. They were they were showcasing that the DLC. And yeah. We always, yeah, and it's like the hybrid games. It's like they will they are going to start modeling everything that they can just, of course, not just flick a switch and oh it's now vr playable they right. have to test it they have to tweak things but it you know i feel like the re2 remake would be a strong candidate not that i'd want to play it but yeah i'll tell you i, I do want to know the stats on village uh i want because we they were very transparent about how many people played seven in vr and it was a good percentage oh, were they? yeah oh yeah. i think you can go on their website right now and see the active stats like they i think they are uh they keep them up to date pretty frequently i don't know if it's i don't know if the stats are up there on real in real time but they are yeah being updated frequently so uh i would like to see if more people percentage wise uh are getting into resident evil village uh, on psvr2 uh, obviously right now wouldn't be a great uh metric because the thing just came out but you know within a year or something i would love to see those numbers hmm. uh max zavala the third great name with a two dollar tip says miles brian game cats we have the weekend and PSVR two. Straight to the point. Yeah. I like it. It's amazing. Yeah. Snacks, mm, please. So is the future arrives game cat right here with a two dollar tip says miss moves with synth riders harder to bring the sass. Mako mm. XL with the Canadian five dollar tip says take the money, give something to AJ. I'll give AJ some shit if that's okay. Um, yep. Me- Mega Devil Bird. Mega. Devil Bird. No, I read that right. Okay, with the five euros. says, Grand Turismo 7 with the rig and Resident Evil Village are the benchmark for me. Kayak is beautiful with Radiohead ST. Soundtrack? It must be. Yeah, nothing else appeals to me. <laughs> Alien 1 Outlast or The Forest. Oh, Alien Isolation Outlast or The Forest. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'll tell you right now. I told, I, I think I told you guys about my friend who, who just got into VR recently, bought a PSVR 1, and then within a week was like, that was amazing. I'm buying a PlayStation 5 and a PSVR 2. Like, he literally went wow. through that generation in days, and it was like, fuck this. If there's something new and it's way better, I'm doing that. And so we got a PSVR 2, and he's just digging No Man's Sky. He's flying from planet to planet in No Man's Sky listening to Pink Floyd. Uh, so I, I definitely dig the whole, you know, I'm just going to chill in VR and listen to awesome music vibe. Um, and Radiohead is definitely one of my favorite bands. So I, I feel that. Uh, I haven't done that in GT7 VR yet, which is connecting with your Spotify. I did it on the flat screen. It was amazing. I need to now do that on the VR version is play, you know, go for a drive and listen to your Spotify. Just blast an MCR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he asked Alien Isolation, Outlast or The Forest. Uh, so I'm guessing he's asking which of the three we'd want the most in VR. You the forest, yeah. without a doubt. Because I and it, it, the the simple reason is it's got the social aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. I love playing the forest with friends, and one of you screams at like seeing something, and then everyone screams like it's just so good. Uh, here we get a launch trailer for that. Uh, I've, I've I think I bought the forest when it went on sale for like six bucks or something on the PlayStation Network, um, thinking incorrectly that it would be in ps a psvr mode would come eventually that would be have to be my guess too i alien isolation is definitely one of those games that like i really want to play in vr however the forest is a game that i haven't even played because i was waiting for a vr mode so yeah i'd have to vote for that as well um (laughs) i'm just doing my best here to make sure we don't miss any tips um visor republic with the five quid says the perfect re vr game would be a remake of the first Hard, uh, hard agree. 
when people say hard disagree. The last I remake was for the GameCube, right? Yeah. And then we got like HD versions of that for PS4 and shit, but right. PS3 and PS4, mm. uh, which was fine. Like, you know, and honestly, like, I, I think, I think they actually, people, you're going to crucify me out there. I know it. I like, I don't know why I tell you guys what I really think sometimes, because I know it's like super unpopular opinion time. Um, I thought the remake on GameCube was amazing, but it went, in a, it went in a direction I never would have taken it. And I wasn't happy that they took it. They made the whole Spencer mansion, like all gothic and shit like it looked like a place that no one would ever live or do anything it looked like an old castle or something um that's not the lore that that game tells you it, this is it's all about the, the 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 laboratory in the basement and this is where people lived and like it was it didn't make any sense for them to make it that scary uh and and i and i kind of always go back to the same thing uh and you know, who knows man? maybe i'm screwing up the lore maybe i'm missing something but um but I also go back to the whole Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife deal, where I'm saying, where I always say, if everything is scary, then nothing is scary, right? Right. The Spencer Mansion was not really supposed to be scary from top to bottom. Like, is it was supposed when you hit something scary, it was supposed to be more impactful. You're like, oh, here's a mansion. Oh fuck, there's a zombie. That's scary. Um, oh, that's just me. Dan Kiefer in the chat says, "You don't play the forest; you live in it." It's so true. <laughs> nice. Uh, Leo AI with the 50 Sekiros said the see-through and mute button being the same button is annoying. Uh, should have to put should have put see-through on the controller with a double click. Go Aberdeen. Yeah, I don't I don't like the I don't like the whole mute button scenario. I, I don't use pass through very much. I don't find it useful. I pet tornado in pass through. That's all I use it for. Um, so yeah, I, I would I have to switch it to the mute button. That's what I've got to do. Uh, Mako XL with the uh, Canadian $5 tip says, take the money, give some to Miles. I'll give money to Miles. Thank you. I've tried. You, I've tried. You. Miles doesn't take money. I've tried to give money it, to Miles before. It is true. I, I'm normally I'm normally trying to give Brian stuff. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's just keep building this channel. No, it, it means a lot. It means a lot. Um, and it's just, it's a really exciting year for PSVR Vault Pro. Hey, uh, 48 minutes into the show. Uh you down for another viewer takeover question, Miles? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Twitcher, big old banana hands. Nice. Nice name. Like it. Yeah, that's what he changed his name to. Uh, said a significant number of GameCats are reporting difficulty keeping PSVR 2 from constantly sliding forwards on their head, pressing down uncomfortably on their nose, or otherwise just being uncomfortable to use. Is this something that you or any of your co-hosts have experienced? I've had two experiences of discomfort I've made adjustments and I'm fine. And it's just like, oh, maybe I'm tightening up. I've sometimes had it a bit tight around the nose, so I just push it up a little bit and it's fine. Uh, and the other times is at the back of my head where I've sort of screwed it on a bit too tight. But then I realize, oh, actually, I've been in this for three hours. I should probably come out for a bit. <laughs> like, those are the two times I've had any discomfort. Um, that is that is it for me. What about you, Brian? Uh, just, yeah, the very first time I put it on, um, I put it on and the lenses like rested on my nose because I put it on just like I would a PSVR headset. Uh, and then I was like, oof, this doesn't feel right. And I just kind of messed with it. And I actually had to take it off and look at it and be like, what the hell is going on here? And put it back on. I was like, mm, took it off. And then by the third time I put it on, I was like, oh, I don't know what I was doing wrong the first two times. Like this, this makes perfect sense. Like it just fits. Um, and I actually find it more comfortable than the PSVR one now that I've sort of found boom where it fits yeah. um same people complain about the uh the 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 cushion for your forehead right uh, and and I, and I don't get that 
I, I mean, it, it feels like they intentionally uh, made it more hollow, right? With, with, with things inside of it, almost like a bed spring, right? So that like it, it would still push against your face, but it was hollow so that it wouldn't like create sweat as much. Like it wouldn't like cause you to, um, to heat up as much. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, but like, I'm, I'm super happy with the comfort level on this thing. And, uh, and, and for anyone who does, who isn't feeling the same way, like, I mean, we all have different shaped heads. Uh, that's it. So I'm just, I'm just surprised is all, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I guess that brings us to our, uh, to our topic, man. Main topic. Right. Uh, and, and, and if anybody read the, uh, if anybody read the thumbnail, we have two topics. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Resident Evil 8. But we're also going to be talking about, first, what's next for PSVR 2. Um, I think it's easy to get real caught up in what's happening over here in, on the launch miles, right? I mean, we have, uh, obviously, so many titles that we still haven't even gotten through. There's, I mean, there's, there's games I haven't even... I've, I've got downloaded and haven't even spent a single second in. Um, yep. You know, I've had this thing for nine days, I think. Uh, and so, uh, and, and, and so I'm definitely drowning in the launch titles, but not everybody has to play every game. And so I think it's time just for a moment to look forward and see what other games are coming down the road. Uh, and on that topic, yeah, um, Miles, what jumps out at you as the next, one of the next games coming up that uh, you're excited about? I mean, switchback, switchback. Uh, I was hoping to be a launch title. And then when it was delayed, great take the time you need and uh, you know march will come around quick enough and you know here we are uh, approaching it so um yeah to switch back was although we didn't you know utter it as switch back we were just talking about rush of blood 2 for a lot of us it was on our wish list of psvr2 titles up there with astro a new astro bot game and the fact that this is coming is super exciting and they're clearly leading into all the opportunities that come with PSVR 2 hardware, eye tracking, haptics, uh, adaptive triggers, high resolution. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I think Switchback is a big one for me too. Um, obviously, you know, Russia Blood was one of our favorite games. It continually makes the top 25 lists uh, for PSVR 1. Uh, and, and, and it's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. Being a launch title. <laughs> Right, it's so crazy that it was a launch title, and it's still one of our favorite games. But that just—I I, I guess that just speaks to how good it really was. Yeah, uh, the fact that we had never got a sequel during that generation was crazy. The fact that we ever got any DLC for it, right? I mean, everybody out there was screaming, "We'll pay for DLC. Just bring us more right. levels, right?" Like, and, it, we, and, then, and that that was just a cry that never got heard or responded to um, until now. Right? They're like, "Oh, you you pay for DLC? Well, will you pay forty dollars for a whole new game?" And the answer is, uh, "Yeah, of course we will." Um, so hopefully it's just as good. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, man, because, because in this video, which you shouldn't be watching if you're concerned about any spoilers, obviously, um, they really do go like more into detail and they really show you like the whole mannequin deal, uh, and what, and what happens when you blink your eyes. And it is dude, just in my book, terrifying. And it's crazy that they're able to make stuff happen as quickly as a blink, um, and it definitely tells you something about the eye tracking and its uh, and, it, and the sensitivity of it, and also uh, how fast the PlayStation Five really is to alter the image like that in in a split second. Right. Uh, and, and I need to see it for myself because I'm, I Same. almost kind of don't believe that it's as good as they're making it out to be. 
you're right. You feel like you're going to open your eye and then you see a move. Like, okay, it was reacting to me blinking. Right. But the idea of, no, you literally blink and it's like, wait, they just moved. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, Brian, you're going to do what I'm going to do. There's going to be a moment you're going to be on that level and you're going to go, all right, let's see how good this SSD is and just go, just blink loads. <laughs> Try and blink as quick as you can. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's like, is it going to run out of uh, positions for the mannequins? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna die. I love it if that's what happens. It goes, all right, all right, you're taking the piss now. You're yeah. dead. Game yeah. over. Yeah, we're, we're... well, I mean... we gave you a nice feature and you took the piss, so we're now ending the game. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, because another game on my list that I'm excited for, which actually comes out uh, next week, I think a week from today, is uh, is Before Your Eyes. Uh, yes, and Before Your Eyes hinges seemingly. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody's played this on PC that can maybe clarify for me, but it seems like it hinges 100% on eye tracking uh, and you only stay in scenes until you blink. It reminds the the concept of this, like you kind of like fast forward through your life. The concept of it reminds me of that uh, Adam Sandler movie, Click, um, where he, he like kind of fast forwards through his life with a magical remote control that he got bed, at Bed Bath & Beyond. It's a fucking weird ass movie, but it was shockingly good and I cry when I see it. And I've watched it twice, and I've cried both times. Um, so with that out of the way, um, it, just like you said, Miles, I want to see what happens. Like, if every time you blink, you fast forward in your life in this game and like to another time period or whatever, well, then, Sirens on my end, what happens when you blink, 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 roll credits? Like, what, what, what is that about? How long does this game really last? How many, how many different time periods are there? In, in, or am I just kind of misunderstanding how this whole thing even works? But, but, yeah. but I, but these are the kind of games. Uh, now that PSVR two is out, and we know that it's, you know the graphical fidelity can be amazing, and we, you know, people have been uh, shown, hey, we've got Resident Evil eight, and we've got, uh, we've got Horizon, and we've got Kayak, and you can see how beautiful. The, now, now I'm ready for now I'm ready for some of these indie games, right? I'm I'm really ready to see what like the the real creative side of gaming can bring to VR. Yep. What else you got, man? Saints I think we got at least one more to talk about, right? Saints and Sinners. Oh, how did I forget about that? <laughs> nice. Uh, did you beat Chapter One on PSVR One? No, so I. This is one right. thing I wanted to do on PSVR, right? This and this is why I have played maybe twelve to twenty hours of it. Mm -hmm. But what happens is it, and this is not me making excuses. It was so good of a game with all the mechanics that I get halfway into the game and I'm like, I've learned this now. I could do so much better, and then I would start the game again because it was one of those games of that you just wanted to give yourself the best possible start. Mm. And so yeah, I've played the game in terms of duration many times over but i've just kept replaying the first half of the game uh just and it was also because if i ever went to play another game and i came back to it i was like i want i need to learn the mechanics again so i may as well just start again it's pretty oh yeah i'll be, I'll be able to play catch up and then and then i don't yeah because it's it was a big game um but i'm i'm very very excited and obviously it's going to get a uh it is coming with a remaster isn't it yeah the first one so yeah i'll do a double bill yeah if uh man if i wasn't so limited on time i guess we'll see what happens when the game actually comes out i think it's uh march 20 i don't fucking know man i, I got all my release dates mixed up but it's mid-march uh th there's a part of me that's like i want to play through the remastered or technically it's the high-end pcbr version of saints and sinners chapter one first right and just kind of like be like okay let's let's dive back into this let's play through the story and then we'll do retribution uh right after that just follow it up um but but I just don't think there's going to be time to do that. 
but I will say that as far as as far as all the remasters go, all the all the games that have been announced getting PSVR two remasters that were on PSVR one, I think Saints and Sinners is top of my list because we've had so many had so many games. I mean, Pistol Whip, yeah, did it need a remaster? No, but I am happy that I can play it on PSVR two. Tetris Effect, did it need one? No, but I'm happy I can play it. And these are all great remasters. They all of the all of the ones that I've played so far have really added a whole lot to the PSVR two version the experience made playing it and, and enjoying it so much uh, so much greater but saints and sinners is a game that was like you know they pushed the psvr1 to its limits I, the fact that they even got this thing running on quest was a minor <laughs> miracle right uh and so white moon dreams did the port of psvr1 and they did an amazing job i just can't wait to see uh what that how good saints and sinners chapter one can look and then follow it up with of course chapter two uh, I played so little of Chapter 2 on Quest because it was kind of a mess uh, prior to launch, and now it's less of a mess post-launch. But this is the ultimate version, man. Like, this is the version that I want to play. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super excited for it. Yeah. What was the game you were thinking of then, Brian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do, we have, do we have other games on our list? I don't remember. I don't know. I said Saints and Sinners. Oh, I did, forgot about that one. So I didn't know if there was another one you were going to. Uh, I think I was just trying to be funny and failing. No, it was good. It was pretty funny. That was good, yeah? You like that? Shapeshifter, yeah. the amorphous game cat with the two euros, says, put a thin fabric beanie for comfort. Works AF. Works as fuck. <laughs> I love that people just put AF in front of everything. Like, yeah, just works AF. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 Love it. it's it's comfortable AF. How about that? Okay, um, <laughs> I'm just scrolling down. Uh, Mako XL with the Canadian two dollar tip says, "Did you beat licenses on gold?" No, no. Uh, with Gran Turismo, just completing them with a completing any challenge with a bronze was good enough for me. I was that's all I needed. I just wanted I just wanted to make progress. I haven't actually gone back to any of the licenses since the VR mode dropped. Uh, and I and the only license that I have to do still is the very 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 last test, which is brutal. Um, but I'll get to it eventually. Uh, and also, I want to review Gran Turismo soon. I I know that I could spend another hundred hours with this game uh, before reviewing it for completionist sake, but I don't think that's necessary. Um, I, I think even knowing what I know now, I don't know seventy hours in, I I, I think I, I think I feel pretty confident uh, reviewing it. So. I'll be doing that in the next week or two, so stay tuned. You have to include the footage of you first experiencing it in VR in yeah. your review, aren't you, Brian? Yeah, I, I mean, so. yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are really curious about the racing rig too. Uh, with the racing rig, uh, I mean, because this is how I'm reviewing the game, right? I'm reviewing the game from a non-sim racer standpoint. I, I play bridge yes. racer and burnout games. These are the these are the racing games I love. I'm not I am not a sim racer fan. If I could avoid sim racers for the rest of my life, I probably would have. So here I am getting our full racing rig. So I need, I'm reviewing it from a very unique perspective, um, and so I'll be I'll be talking a lot about the rig, uh, probably showing a lot of pictures of Tornado sleeping in my rig as she's doing now, and uh, <laughs> and, and talking about how this game works in VR. Um, and so uh, it's gonna yeah it's it's gonna be a very without parole style review, um, focus on my experience that won't relate to a lot of people I'm sure, but you know what my channel. <laughs> your shit yeah absolutely right uh you 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 want something that's for everybody go watch ign we don't do that garbage right <laughs> here stike gamer the vraf game cat with the five euros says i still need to find a solution to my psvr2 sliding a little due to my long hair it's the second time 
uh, in just as many episodes of Gamescast Live, we've heard about people having issues because of their hair. The hair prevents the back padding to get a grip in slides a little. It's like, we're going to have to, we need a picture. I'm just a big fan of long hair, so that's my excuse to see a picture of you. I don't know. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. And I think, oh, no, no. I think we got one more tip, and then we can move on. Uh, we've got Move Master Mick, the shape-throwing PSVR game cat. Rare with the five quid says, can Sony please add a PSVR 2 symbol on my online friends list? Love the PS4 and PS5 image, but would be mint. I love that it said mint. To show live mint. PSVR 2 players as well. Thoughts? Absolute mint. So, so on your Miles, you can help me out because you're way better. Uh, you're way better navigating the uh, the PlayStation UI and in doing the whole friends thing than I am. I just do. I just do what's necessary as ne- as needed. Um, so, when your friends are playing online, it shows a PS4 or PS5 next to their name. Is that what? It yeah, is? it's something I noticed when PS5 first came out. I mean, I, I assume it's still there. It's just that it's been so long now. I don't really notice it anymore. But yeah. When when it first came, I think that's why I noticed it more because you were like, oh, who else has got a PS5? I was looking to see what friends had it, and then we might be able to play games together. But yeah, it used to say next to their name what what um what console they were on. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Digital diary of the two dollar tip says Game Cats AF. There we go. That's it. Yep. That's the that should be the new Discord name. Yep, that works. And then Jeesh with the two dollar tip says easy solution: shave your head. It's never the solution. True. Never the solution. I've shaved my head. I don't recommend it. Years. A question I had when PSVR 2 was coming out in terms of the UI was PSVR games had the requires VR mm-hmm. on the actual box art. Yeah. Whereas PSVR 2 titles don't have anything at all. It's just the artwork. Um, and my concern was, are there going to be people that have PSVR that end up buying PSVR 2 games by mistake? But I assume I, I I I don't know what the answer is. I assume that hasn't been an issue. The answer um, so I'm... is that most games will ha- do have that. Um, the Saints and Sinners has that on it. The Cave Digger box has it on it. Um, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge has it on the box. Uh, these are all, uh, it, and it looks very similar with like the now with the new PSVR two logo on it. Um, the the issue is like they they haven't re released Resident Evil Eight or Gran Turismo. Or anything like that to have the logo on it. Um, I, I'm assuming that you're thinking about one in particular that you must have seen that didn't have a logo on it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about on the digital store. They don't have the logos on the artwork. Oh, you they? know what? So that was a very okay. So my apologies because I just totally <laughs> no. But it's yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even think about the physical. But but you're right. So even though we were talking different things, that's answered another question I would have had. So, so because I've had multiple <laughs> accounts in multiple regions. I have seen that, like when you go to the UK store, they all have that bar across the little um, thumbnail uh, for for PSVR one, as you were explaining. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, we didn't always have that here in the states. Some games oh, really? would have it, but like one out of ten. Uh, and so, and, and so, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's very possible that people will accidentally stumble across a PSVR two game, uh, just like they probably stumbled across a PSVR one game over here in the states and bought it and said oh shit this is a vr only game right like super hot super easy Mm -hmm. to probably buy the wrong one even with vr in the title um you know and then you see something like saints and sinners you're like oh shit it's a walking dead game i'm gonna buy this and then you're like oh it needs vr i didn't know that i didn't read the description so yeah i'm sure that's gonna happen 
But you know what? Mm. Everyone should own a VR headset, so it's really on them. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mako XL with the Canadian $2 tip says, shave your head for charity. That's the thing. I like the idea of someone accidentally buying a PSVR 2 game that's like $10, and they're like, oh, well, I guess I'm buying a PSVR 2 then, as opposed to returning it. <laughs> like, returning it's such a hassle. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just fork out the PSVR 2. Yeah. And they'd be right to do so. <laughs> I mean, any excuse, Miles, is a good one. Yes. Holy shit, dude. Uh, listen, we are, we are absolutely going to get to your tips, you guys. Um, but we do need to get, kind of get on with the show a little bit. Um, I love all the AF tips. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to them later. This is why, love the, you this guys. Is why the cats are so amazing, right? Yeah. They, nothing, they, don't, they love nothing more than a running joke, especially if it's at my expense. Um, Miles, the topic of the show is uh, Resident Evil Village. This is the game that you and I have both been playing uh, quite a bit of uh, in, mm. in two... Um, and to our embarrassment, we've been doing it live for the cats to witness. Uh, now, you and I have taken a, a little bit of a different take on this, right? So, first of all, you've been doing it live, but explain explain your live streams, Miles, because you're doing it slightly different than I am. What, what, what am I doing it like? Oh, wait, what, yes, what so makes I've yours actually got unique. Well, I've got the live chat in my ear, um, right. which I know you've chosen not to, but the reason I have it in my ear is because I, I learned how to do it through you so it's interesting that you've kind of passed it on and now you're not doing it yourself but understandable the reasons why like if you've not got chat in your ears it's a lot scarier because it's just you in the game um and I was actually thinking about this a lot recently because um my friend Robert Pearson who hosts on PlayStation Access Name the uh, PlayStation channel yeah and uh, <laughs> although there's a really good clip of him playing RE8 going viral on PlayStation's official channels from RE8, but don't watch it if you don't want spoilers because it's something quite late game, but it is absolutely hilarious and scary. Um, but David, who's on the channel, he is the sort of in-house, hates horror games, and they always get him to do the horror games, and he's always screaming, and you know he's the guinea pig and stuff. Um and I'm not taking anything away from him because when you're playing VR games in any context, it's scary. It's very immersive. But when he's doing it, he is doing it in a studio where he's next to a colleague who he's, he's able to chat with. And when you're chatting with someone, it makes it a lot better. There were certain horror games in the past where I'd listen to a podcast and it just it, that extra bit of like making your brain focus on a different context mm -hmm. That just makes it more comforting. If you are in that world, it is so believable, especially in VR. And so even though I had chat in my ear, chat, uh, the, the, the chat in my ears, um, I'm home alone. I would never, growing up, watch a horror movie home alone. The idea of putting a VR headset on and being in it, um, yeah. And so I will go a bit more into detail about my experience with it. But yeah, that's sort of the top line thing. The, the, the top line is it wasn't scary and I was totally cool with it. Being home, being it, home alone in a horror game in VR yes. is like Home Alone 2 lost in New York. <laughs> I, like, no, I like that. I like that. A Home Alone VR game would be amazing, man. Like, well, there was that game where... It, what was the game that was in VR that was where you had the people breaking in, you had to hide? Invaders. Um, uh, intruders. But, which I never seek. played. Right. Yep. But they should do a Home Alone game where you have to set the traps. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. 
for sure. Uh, like that, I mean, that we need a deception game in VR. Remember deception on PS1 or PS2 yes, as well? Yeah, those were good. Yeah. Tecmo. Um, so I, I threw this, I threw the introduction to this conversation over to you, Miles, for one specific reason. I said, you're doing something different with your stream. And then you proceeded to tell everybody how different my stream was. You've got a heart rate monitor attached. Oh, did you forget? Yeah, like, I did. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I was like, what is it you're leading to? Oh, yeah, it was the in ear chat. Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had a heart rate monitor on. This is great. <laughs> and, uh, and and so, I mean, just to steady what, like, I mean, 70, 80 BPM the well, entire time. I like to time. check in on my health. Yeah. yeah, I like to see how much it's I'm fun. burning as I'm stabbing right. things, you know, because that's a workout. Yeah, so yeah. my heart rate goes up when I'm doing that. Yeah, no, um, my Apple Watch um, obviously does heart rate. Uh, and there's um, an app that I got that allows me to put it on screen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, during the stream, people are able to see my heart rate. And I was genuinely curious of... The relationship between what you're feeling in your mind and the physiological impact um and there was a bit where i'm literally going i think my heart rate's going to go up and it literally jumped 20 bpm like and it was just there's moments where you just see it just go up and it's because of the fear because that's what adrenaline is your body's preparing for fight or flight and so it's pumping blood to your muscles so you're ready to do it except you're in a vr game where i, I mean this is what i find fascinating about it brian is I find flat screen horror games and like horror movies. I used to really struggle with them. I find them for the most part, a piece of cake now because they're on that screen in that box at the other side of the room. They're at a distance. Um, but the reason we, a lot of people often like horror games is it's the idea of you're able to make yourself feel unsettled, but in a safe space, like, you know, nothing's going to hurt you. Now, I'm sure there are ways you can train your brain, and some people are probably good at doing that with horror VR games. But I know for you and I, no, dude, it feels so real that you your body doesn't feel safe. You feel like at any point something's going to come and get you. And um, that's why it's really impactful. Because um, you, you, and, you and I were very anxious playing the game. We played it in very different ways. Um, which we'll get to more. But like, what was your what was your feeling on RE8? Especially as someone who's completed RE7, which I've never done and never planned to. Oh, what the uh, what the bleeding bleep, effing bleeding, bleeding for God's sake, bleeding. Yeah, um, yeah, so that was the other thing I had not on my stream, but I've just released today an edit of it because so my, my parents were watching the stream and they had to turn it off, not because of the gore and people getting shot because of my bad language and so i thought yeah i need to do an edit so there is now not just the heart rate on screen there is a swear count as well um and a lot of people were surprised because i don't swear a lot the truth is i don't i only swear in two contexts brian i swear when i'm gaming and i'm frustrated mm -hmm. like, oh why do they have to they just do that or i'm scared when you're playing a horror game <laughs> i was yeah I, it was kind of embarrassing how much i swore um yeah but it, for me, it was um, it was a coping mechanism. It's the way you talk to yourself. Like no one's talking to me right now. Yep. I need to keep talking to myself. And most of the time, I was just saying, "I effing hate this." <laughs> yeah, 
that, that, that that's a lot of what I was saying too. And sorry, I, I accidentally muted myself because there were sirens over to here while Miles was talking, and uh, I didn't want to interrupt him, so I just turned that myself down, and then forgot to turn myself back up. So my apologies. Um, anyway, uh, let's get let's get back to this, man. Um, yeah. So what 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 were your feeling? I'm going to say feelings about RE8. Like, how did it make you feel? Like, talk about the like the tension and ha- the impacts it had on your your body like we yeah well i mean dude okay so i mean leading up leading up to launch you know obviously you and i both didn't play resident evil village on purpose because we were like we didn't want to spoil it for ourselves we know people who played resident evil 7 flat screen before they played in vr not something we wanted to do right in vr is going to be it's going to be as scary as it's gonna ever be if you don't know what's coming uh but still a lot of people said you know it's village just isn't as scary as as biohazard was and 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 I think I'm. I think they're right so far, right? But that doesn't mean it's not scary, <laughs> right? Uh, right. That's a high benchmark, right? Yeah. Resident Evil Seven is this. Like, I mean, like, talk about being held up at gunpoint. Been there. I think, like I said, I think I talked about it. At Resident Evil Seven was somehow still scarier than that fucking chaotic moment in my life, right? This is Resident Evil Seven was one of the scariest things I've ever done. Now. With Resident Evil Seven, I was able to sit. I was able to hide behind a DualShock Four. My hands were not out in there, out there in the world. I didn't have to worry too much about aiming a gun with my hands or looking down or aiming down the sights because I just used head tracking and pulled the trigger. Right? I had a lot of safety mechanisms at my disposal to make me feel more comfortable in VR, even though I wasn't terribly comfortable. I was terrified. And here we are in Village, and I just don't know what's coming. Ever in the sound in this game is so incredible that I that the sound alone scares me. I'm constantly saying, "What's that? Yes. What's that? What's that?" I, like uh, the one of the worst parts of yesterday's stream was when I was I was in uh, kind of where the maiden demo took place. I was in like all these like jail cells underneath the building, and I just wanted to stay in the cells because every single time I came out, I'd hear something and. And it just, I just, and I was so tense because of this, right? Every muscle in my body was tensed up. And so like, even on stream, I think you can tell that I'm just holding the sense controllers like this. My hands are shaking and you can see that on stream and my back is tense. My legs are tense and dude, and after so much of that, like, it's just physically exhausting. I woke up today, my whole body was sore, right? And I was like, oh, let's play kayak. That's a great idea. (laughs) so that's a great great that's a great uh way of um sort of yeah yeah a detox anxiety <laughs> detox right uh and so and so physically i'm i'm terrified i i, I like it, it's 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 straining me uh physically and mentally and emotionally um and, and i'm sure when i get to the end of the game i'm going to be able to look back and reflect and say you know what that wasn't as scary as biohazard but here i am with two sense controllers out there and, and i can throw knives and, and i've got a i've got a i've got a little pistol that like isn't terribly powerful right and, and and i've got very limited shotgun ammo like i've only got so many shells at any given point and so i don't want to waste that you know and that seems to be the only effective thing in this game and so the element of survival horror for me at least because i have missed according to the comments, a lot of potential money that I could have been picking up. And so... Not as much as I miss, Brian. <laughs> well, and so, Not as much but, as I miss. But if, if you want an easier run, it's so important to be observant of that stuff so that you have as much money when you meet the merchant. You can buy shotgun shells, buy uh, blueprints to, to craft shotgun shells, and then it makes the game easier. 
I didn't experience that, right? Because I, I didn't. So, so the element of survival horror that feels like it's kind of been missing a little bit in Resident Evil since you know in, in Resident Evil four, five, and six really hit home for me while I was playing this. This felt like survival horror. I was trying to ration all of my bullets, trying to ration all my shotgun shells because I didn't know when I was when or if right. I was going to be able to buy more, and so that added so much stress. Uh, and also, you know, like manually reloading everything too, like in the middle of a firefight. Jesus, dude. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of elements here that, that just really, really got to me very, very quickly. Pavlov was actually a, a godsend before playing RE8 because I'd played the zombie mode on that where it's a bit more comical, but they're still coming at you fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're having to like reload the gun uh, very quickly and like properly. And so having that and then being in RE8, uh, eight, putting the clip in, pulling it back. I'm glad I'd done that, or else I would have been an absolute mess. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I actually passed everything in the in the village when you first enter it. Again, not going into specifics, but when you first go through it, there were lots of places I could have gone into in rooms and stuff. I just completely avoided it. And there is one bit very near the beginning, which is. It's basically, we talk about this in a lot in games. There's a part in a game where you, you sort of see the world that you're in and you look around with amazement. And everyone does it. Everyone looks in amazement. You did it on your live show. You were like, look yeah. at the castle. And is that, <laughs> is that, you say, is that flat or is that, no, that's 3D. Right. Like, that's been, that's, you know, and it's, it's, it was a great observation. When I got to that bit, I didn't even stop. <laughs> I just kept going through it, looking at the ground because I was like, because look, I understand my, how my mind works i know what scares me and it means i have an opportunity to train myself out of it but in some ways it's kind of amusing the things that scare me and you might agree with this in many ways when if an enemy jumps out terrifies me but it's not as scary as the bits where there's no enemies it's just noises and even in the beginning bit like around the cutscenes, where there's literally no threats there opening the way the doors open without you pushing them open absolutely terrified yeah. me and i'm just constantly like what is going to happen what is going to happen and and i start making up and that, that is actually what anxiety is anxiety is worrying about the future that hasn't even happened yet yeah. you start coming up with all that you start catastrophizing and thinking about all the outrageous things that could happen and it's always uh a lot easier than uh it's it's, it's, it's always not as bad as that once the enemies attack i'm totally fine like within a split second even if it's gory i'm like right I can see what the threat is. I can do something about it now. And in REA, it's it's more action-based because you have weapons. Um, yes, the survival element of like making your ammo last. But as soon as you have weapons, you feel like you can actually fight back. And that's important um, yeah. component. So, But it, it doesn't take away from how scary uh, it is overall. Uh, Ber um, Berber Cat uh, in the chat says, it's easy to ration when you have unlimited throwing knives, though. Uh, so, so somebody had told me before my second, uh, the second live stream I did on Resident Evil that the, that it's, that the knife is kind of OP and that like you, you save so much ammo. <laughs> you see me in the game just like throwing knife after knife after knife after knife after knife after knife, getting headshot after headshot, being like, "This isn't working. Yeah. This isn't Dude, I know. working." It's it's death by a thousand cuts, and you don't have a time for a thousand cuts, right? Like you just don't, right? Yeah, M M M O. Mo, this got to be something there. Uh, so, dude, you have nine. You had ninety-five handgun bullets at some point. This is the same thing, man. It's like uh, anytime somebody was coming at me or something was coming at me, the lichens or anything else. Like it was, it it just seemed like 
it was such a waste of time. Like when the shotgun was so effective that when you had more than one enemy, the handgun was just, just, it, it seemed like such a waste. And so that's why I was always focused on the shotgun ever, ever since I got it. Um, but dude, let's, what did you, especially comparing this to like what you've played of Resident Evil 7, uh, what did you think of the atmosphere here? Was was this a scarier setting for you or was it, or, or did, seven, did 7 hit home for you better? It's really difficult, man, because RE7 was like my first time experiencing a game like that. Yeah. I do think RE8, like, again, without going into specifics, the opening of RE8, like, and I'm talking about the main opening, not like once you've gone through all the story bits, once you're in it and you're starting exploring small spaces and in darkness, that is like the most intense I've ever felt in a gaming experience. It's absolutely incredible. Um, uh, I, I, it, the only thing that kept me going was knowing that I was doing a live stream and I thought I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I genuinely wanted to quit after about 10 minutes. Yeah. I actually went for two hours in the end and I was really proud of myself for doing it. Like, um, cause yeah, look, horror games aren't easy for me for all the reasons I've given already. I know I'm not good with them, but I really wanted to give it a go. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere, the 3d audio, um, just the, the sound design. And again, you know, you think of like the original alien movie. The reason that is such a great movie is it's not about what you see. It's about what you don't see. And it, it leads, it leaves it for your mind. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, Capcom have been masters at creating environments. And the fact that you're able now to look completely around you, um, it just makes it even more impactful. So, yeah, um, look, it's not as scary as uh, Resident Evil 7 in many ways, because that is just a, that is like I can't get out here. There's a bit more like and obviously there are certain components where you are going to be more trapped than others. But at the moment, it feels like, no, there's there's plenty of, like, moving about. And also you have a gun on you and, or, or lots of weapons and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Whereas the enemies, I think, are much fewer, obviously, in RE7. And in, in many ways, I feel like them. it feels more like boss. But there's a lot more sort of boss-tier enemies in RE7. Whereas in RE8, there's a lot more, um, what, I don't know, like cannon fodder, you know, just enemies that are there just to pick off one at a time. Yeah, um, I'm sort of torn on all of this. To be honest with you, like, I, I think I'm, I'm I'm always I'm always scared, more scared about things that happen in places I'm familiar with, right? Right. Like some uh, some Eastern European village is not a place I'm familiar with, right? But like, but a, but a rundown house, I've definitely lived in those. I've definitely right. made a very nice house into a rundown house, right? And so I. It, I, I do think the Baker estate resonated more with me, uh, but uh, but but that doesn't mean that village wasn't wasn't terrifying. I, I do I do think that they really managed to take something that that's a little bit more fantastical uh, than than their previous game uh, and still and still make it something that you're terrified of. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's it is funny that you that you kind of like alluded to this already, but I, I absolutely agree that um, we're talking about the two of the top tier horror games that have ever been released in VR, right? I mean, I, I don't think anything has ever come close to Resident Evil Seven as far as horror is concerned, and then here we are with Village, and it's not as scary as Seven, but it's still leagues above right. most of the other VR games we've ever played. And I I, I think if 
the the if the majority of the game stayed in the realms of that opening of RE8, then I think it would be as scary. But the whole point is they have different. And, and and so in an interesting way, because they have the gear changes where it goes from the claustrophobic to the more open and tame, it kind of makes those claustrophobic things even more impactful because you're swinging from the comfort to the discomfort. Yeah. Whereas there's a, it's just a continuous sense of, of, of dread. Um, and by the way, just for the amusement of the game cats, I sent in discord a screenshot that when I was going through my live footage, it's a split second moment where, and I used it on the thumbnail of my video today of me doing the standing up fetal position. <laughs> like when, when that happened, I'm literally like so scared that I'm just, and a lot of that stuff in, in the moment you're so scared, you're not thinking about what your body's doing. And I look back and I was like, holy shit. In that moment, I was genuinely absolutely terrified. And then within five, ten seconds of that, I was like, oh, no, this is really cool because I was then seeing what the threat was. And it's interesting just how how the how the, the different parts of the game swing from the, I'm not going to say comfortable, but from the anxiety-inducing terror to the spooky, you know, but I can deal with this. Yeah. Um, it really does build your tolerance up, though, for the for these kind of experiences and that. And um, whenever I've shown people VR games in the past on PSVR, um, I've never done a safe word per se. But I've always um, told people, if at any point you've had enough, tell me and I'll take the headset off and we'll pause it. Like I do take it really seriously. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned it a lot on the shows before when wanting to speak to devs. I do think there is a conversation to be had about the ethics of horror games because it's different from... Uh, watching a horror game on a flat screen like you are putting your you, like and me wearing the the heart monitor it's having a physiological impact on your health like yeah. making your heart rate do that through stress and anxiety is not healthy but there's a lot of things we do in life for entertainment that aren't necessarily good for your body and are fine in moderation but um i i, I do find that component interesting because um yeah it as you say not as scary as re7 yeah. but Still scary. <laughs> right. And it's worth noting, I, I saw Double M Gaming in the chat uh, being like, how far have you guys gotten? And the answer is we've shown you how far we've gotten, right? Like I'm sort of taking my time with Village because I want to enjoy it. Uh, this is this is the game I've been waiting for literally since 2017 when I finished uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR. I was like, when's the next big, amazing AAA horror game coming? And it took us an entire generation to get there. Um, and so I'm taking my time with it and, uh, you know, obviously we'll, uh, you know, I'll review it when I'm done. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's obviously more to come and people have told me like that there are some really scary moments in this game and I haven't even seen them yet. So keep the spoilers to yourself. Um, we will definitely keep you updated as we play more, um, as the two biggest, uh, scaredy cats in the without parole crew. I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about resident evil village. Uh, what are the what are the things got to you, uh, Miles? What what are the what are the big things that you've seen so far uh, in your trek through the village and through uh, Lady D's castle? Well, let, let's talk about the thing that we always say works really well in VR: flashlights. Yes. <laughs> and right at the start in the tutorial, when you get given the flashlight and you're flicking it around your hand, this is cool. And then you open that door, and it's dark <laughs> you can't see in it that bit um that was one of those moments where i stepped away from the door straight away and went oh f like <laughs> not i'm i don't I do i have to go in there and it's just a little tutorial thing where you go in there you get uh you get a fuse and you put it in a fuse switch and you turn the lights on but my goodness like how dark that room is 
is is is scary. And then when you're going through the woods, yeah, using a flashlight, um, it it sort of I don't know what it is about the psychology, but um, using a flashlight around in darkness, I guess it's because it asphyxiates your attention to your spotlight in a specific part that you're looking at, but you know that you've got a 360 that you could be putting light on. And so when you're using a flashlight, there must be some psychology of like, yeah, you can see there, but now you're hearing all this other stuff. Do you want to turn your light there and see what's there instead? <laughs> like, um, yeah. What, what about you and flashlights? Here, right? I, I, got the, I got the image right here that you were talking about. Oh, did you? <laughs> I didn't realize you had sent it to me. That's fantastic. Oh, no, that's cool. This is, I, I feel like I played a lot of the game like this as well. Um, and, 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 I, and I think something, something we didn't really mention in terms of this, and I will get back to the flashlights uh, at some point. Um, and actually, in relation, I guess it sort of does relate to this. The realism is so much higher, right? When you've got this, the higher resolution going on, you've got the higher fidelity of everything. The, the, the texture work everywhere was, is so much better. Um, and, that, and that relates to the flashlight as well. Like, it, no, no longer is a is a uh, flashlight basically duct taped to your forehead, right? Now one of your hands is occupied with a flashlight. You open up your trench coat, you pull out the flashlight. Right. And now you've got to hold that fucker if you want to be, uh, if you want to illuminate the environment. And that is, that's part of it right there is scary to me, right? Because, because now, because well, well, I could be holding a, a knife or a pistol or something with that hand, right? The, in the other hand, I've got a wobbly shotgun <laughs> waiting for right. me to toss the, the flashlight and, and grab it to stabilize it. Um, so I feel less prepared because I've got two hands in the world holding a flashlight, uh, and so because of, uh, the sense controllers and having, in having a uh, full PSVR two support, unlike biohazard did the flashlights make things look cooler, cast awesome shadows. I absolutely love it. But at the same time, like make me feel a little less, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm quite as, uh, ready to take on enemies when I'm holding it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, flashlight is definitely, um, especially cause it's. You need it right at the beginning of the game. Really, uh, really effective. Joe F says you can use the flashlight in inventory, Brian. Now here's the here's something I just don't know anything about village. Apparently, because... I haven't been using the inventory menu. I just don't understand it. And also the <laughs> inventory room, the, the room, yeah. the room that you're in when you look at inventory is scary. <laughs> well, so th so there were moments where I was I was just like walking around and it was the flashlight was duct taped to my forehead. And I was like, wait, how did I make that happen? But like I didn't what. Yeah, so apparently you can just turn it off, in uh, in, turn it on in the inventory, and you don't have to hold it. Which, what? I mean, Did yeah, not like that. yeah. Uh, he's a GB says if you let go of the flashlight, it snaps to your head. I've been too scared to let go of the flashlight. Yeah, I've not been wanting to drop it. That's the thing. Even though you know everything comes back to you, the one thing I don't want to drop is the flashlight. When I've got the flashlight out, yeah, I'm there. Like, yeah, okay. Actually, do you know what? I think the only time I stop holding the flashlight is when. There's a cutscene that takes it out of my hand. I think that's the only time. So I don't think I've ever let go of the flashlight. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I've definitely tossed it, and obviously that's when uh, that's when it duct taped to my forehead. So yeah, I mean dude, this is this is this is generally you know this, this is the worst part about streaming games, uh, you know, because because you just don't you don't have all the answers, right? Like I, it usually takes me a little while to like figure out all the the 
normal things. And a lot of people figure out things faster than I do. Um, and so that's why I'm so thorough. Like that's why before I review a game, I play the crap out of it, man. I got to roll credits at least once. Uh, and then like, just make sure. And then I like check with other people. I'm like, was this a problem for you? Was this a problem for you? You know, I've really researched the crap out of it before telling people like, this is a problem. (laughs) Um, and so I haven't had a chance to do that yet with a village. And so there's a lot of things I'm sure just like the flashlight that I am like totally lost on. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure for the first two hours that I've played RE8, every time I take the flashlight out, before I turn it on, I flick it around in my hands twice by mistake. <laughs> I always press the button that makes it and turn it the other way. <laughs> like, never turn it on straight away. Um. <laughs> no, I love the flashlight, though. It's great. Uh, we talked about the limited resources already. Um you know, the, the, the enemies, obviously, I, do, I feel like there's just way more enemies in this game than there were in the last game. Uh, they, they don't... Which I think, which I think makes it less... It's, it's the, they become the familiar. Yeah. Like, that is what horror's about, is when there's individual enemies, they're much more scary because it's like you don't have time to... You know, in games where, like, these werewolf guys, you, um, you learn how they move. And there's loads of them, so you kind of get a sense of it. Obviously, there's differences, but if there's loads of them, you start learning the mechanics of them. You you learn how they behave. On RE7, it's a lot more on an individual basis. In which case, okay, I'm the focus is on just that one. It's a big, it's a big moment. Do you know what I mean? Every time. Whereas on this, it's like yeah, I'm surrounded by them. You, you're not able to like deal with them all at once. So just gonna have to, you know, do my best. So I do think that. Um, that does take away the fear level. Again, still scary, just that takes it off a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I do feel like they kind of, I mean, they, I think they did a good job for a while at least. Uh, they. I, I feel like I, I heard this uh, in relation to Jaws, the movie, but the first rule of like making a monster movie is uh, not showing the monster in the first half of the yes. movie, right? Always alluding to it, always maybe showing out of the corner of your eye, that kind of thing, but never actually. Right, like Alien. Right? And, yeah. Yeah, and you, can't, and you can only do that for so long in a video game before, you know, especially when it, you can get away with it in a 90-minute, two-hour movie. You can't get away with it in a 12- to 14-hour video game. You have six yeah. hours to be like, there's nothing yeah. happening in this village. <laughs> like, this is, this is fine. This is peaceful. Everything's, there's no worries here. But but they do but I will say they do a good job for the first hour, only giving you glimpses, yeah, dude. right? Dude, the hour the first hour is absolutely incredible. And again, what if you watch me playing it, you're gonna think Miles was not enjoying it. I yeah. but I was enjoying it in a really sick and twisted way. Like I as I was going, I hate doing this. I was just like amazed by. It. I was like, what they've designed here is incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Be- better than any haunted house I've ever been to. Hands down, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually I feel that way about every horror game I've ever played, to be honest with you. Even the crappiest one uh, is still better than any haunted house I've been to. Um, what about gore and violence? Um, gore and violence, uh, they're, they're, pff, there's some really gory moments in it, um, but... It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but the, the, the presence of blood or mutilated things that you find as a part of the scenery Mm. is, I think is the most impactful use of gore because it's the question of like, what caused this? Um, the, the, the common theme here, and again, it's why RE7 was so impactful, but it does happen in RE8 as well. It's, and, and what, um, Brian was just talking about with, you know, uh, alien and, um, uh, Jaws, the unknown, 
it leaves it for your mind to think about and then you just the sort of not knowing what it could be um there was definitely a few occasions early on where i was just like i don't know where to go but what i do know is i don't want to be going into any of these buildings here um <laughs> yeah no, and, it's true yeah it's true i mean yeah i mean you find blood you know quite a few places uh it, i mean it is it's very disturbing man like they they set it up they say something horrible has gone down here uh you know and then when you when you find anybody still there it's 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 crazy like you're like why what are you still doing here why didn't you hightail it out of here like when all of this shit went down um so yeah i do i do think I, i'm not a gore fan right I'm, it, but i also don't think that so far at least you know in the in the in the first 3 hours of the game that they went crazy with it there seems to be a lot of blood everywhere <laughs> um yeah, but no, but nothing. Uh, or, but just no. Or, or, I didn't see any moments where I was like, "Oh, you just did this to gross me out," and be like, "Ooh, that's gross." True. Although I would say, without being specific, Ethan Ethan has uh, has definitely taken a beating. That's true. <laughs> like that's yeah. true. Like yeah, Ethan is having a bad day. I think that is. I think that was what was the main takeaway. In most reviews is like, if you ever thought you've had a bad day, just think about Ethan. He's having a really bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's having yeah. a real bad life at this point. Yeah, yeah, just um, incredible. And then, um, what, what about jump scares and things like that? Um, there's there was one in particular, like, well, what there was one key jump scare which was kind of in a cutscene that actually was when I was doing the fetal position, and it still startled me. But I think I may have missed by a split second because it was whatever it was, was like to the left of me and I was looking a bit offside. So it was coming from the side. I may have missed it a bit, which actually made it more startling because then when I did turn my head, it was there. Like, and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Whereas maybe if I'd been looking and seen something come out of the darkness or something, that could have been creepier. Um, but there was one bit where, look, there's loads of windows in the game, so this isn't going to be a spoiler. There was a bit where I went up to the window and then a monster just came at the window and Jesus Christ, man. It, it reminded me actually of... I don't know if it was on Resident Evil 2 or 3 um, and it was where you go down and then the dogs come out the, the glass or Nemesis jumps through the window in 3. You know, classic Resident Evil moments like yeah. coming out of windows where, you, you know, those are those are great. Yeah, I think the first moments. time you actually encountered the dogs in Resident Evil 1 on PS1, uh, I mean, other than like the opening cutscene, obviously, uh, is when they jump through the jump through the windows in that hallway, right. which is terrifying, even with those uh, 32-bit graphics. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I here's what I love, man. I, I love I love when developers use restraint because there's yes, there's, there's one point earlier on in the, in the game uh, where where you go through this whole little area and just cover your ears for a second if you haven't played it at all and don't want any spoilers because this isn't a spoiler, but I also don't want to ruin anything for you. Um, you go through this whole little like area in a house that they force you to go through. And then you get to the end and there's a cupboard and you open the cupboard and there's nothing in it. And then you're just like, oh shit, this is like a dead end. And the game knows that I just took, went through this whole, it forced me to go down this path to a dead end. And I did not want to turn around because I knew the developers knew that I'd be standing there and would have to turn around. Do it, that They knew I'd have to do a 180. And, they, and it happened in the inpatient and it was terrifying, but they used restraint here and actually were like, we're just going to build the suspense. That's it. And, and they did such a good job of building the suspense um, that it actually was like, it almost gave me a sigh of relief where I was like, I turned around, I went, ah, 
And then when, uh, then a few moments later, when something did happen, it was that much ter- more terrifying because yes. I had let my guard down slightly. That's it. It's, yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. And, and actually, um, for Clip of the Week this week, um, it's not what happens, but it's that build-up bit that Brian spoke about. So we'll, we'll do a spoiler warning before we play that clip anyway. But the reason I wanted to mention it was in that clip, my heart rate, when I am looking at it and I'm like, oh, there's nothing there. Yeah. I, I, I first of all say out loud, I don't want to turn around. And then and, and then I say, like, my, my heart rate's going to go up. And I turn around and my heart rate goes from, like, 120 to 143. Whoa. Like, that is a big swing in that moment. So, like, it was really interesting looking back. Because, obviously, when I'm doing it, I have no idea what my heart rate's doing. Which is also a good thing because it means, no, the heart rate changes were legitimate. It wasn't me looking at it and trying to regulate or try and hype myself up. It was like, yeah, that moment. And it was, it was interesting you saying that because it's a really powerful moment. Really powerful moment. Absolutely yeah. agree. Um, all right, man. So in in conclusion, yeah, uh, I think I think you and I both agree that maybe this isn't so far as scary as Biohazard, but in I, I would probably put this as the second scariest game I've ever played in my life so far, um, right under Resident Evil Seven in VR. So this is interesting because you've played a lot more horror games than me and uh, and games that I really struggle. Well, actually, the Persistence. Yeah. Like, did you, you completed the Persistence, did you? Yep. In it, VR. Now, maybe, maybe I should have given it a bit longer. I ended up completing it, but on flat screen. I struggled. I struggled so hard on, um, on the VR. I mean, I did play it VR for the first... I didn't even get to the end of the first full level <laughs> like but but then may, maybe maybe this this process is actually gonna make me better at, at horror games I, I don't know what it is but like there's a lot of horror games you've played that i've gone i don't know how you do it but then different horror affects people differently and for me maybe it's just a blanket thing horror no no <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true and don't get me wrong like when i say that you know so far village is the second scariest uh yeah. video game i've ever played I, I thought Paranormal Activity was terrifying at moments. I thought Don't Knock Twice had some really great moments. I, You know, I mean, like, you can just... Rush of Blood. I mean... Yeah. Dude, the, the Rush of Blood is one of the few games that ever made me throw my headset off of my face. I, I, don't, I don't even think I did that during 7 at any point. I definitely paused the game and took it off and was like, all right, I need a break, I need a break, I need a break. But Rush of Blood at one point, I think we all know, if you know what I'm scared of, then at the end of that level... I was just like, I can't take the just threw it off. I was like, I can't fucking deal. But this, yeah. But this goes back to like the types of horror, and I, I know this is a, a point I've probably laboured way too much on previous streams. But it's like the general rule is you've got like fun horror, mm-hmm. which I would say Russia Blood is, where it's like, yeah, this is really good fun. Like it's scary, it is scary, yeah. it's jumpy, but you're kind of like, there's this sort of like it's the carnival aspect of it. Like it's this <laughs> a fun spooky house, yeah. and then there's the and then the other end of the spectrum, it's like constant sense of dread like it's like not i'm gonna just say it's not fun horror but it of course it is it's it's entertaining in a different way but that's what i'd say re7 is it's actually what i'd say persistence is yeah. although persistence i think probably goes to the fun side once you start unlocking weapons see per- persistence uh, i think the first hour and a half two hours of persistence are terrifying and then that's it, yeah. and then you just get so used to all right. of it it's like yes that's the it. whole game is dark the whole game has you know it's it's yeah and you, and you get more and more and more and more powerful throughout the course of that game uh which again you know the more powerful you are the less right. scary things become 
Right, and that, and that, and probably that gets to the point about the idea of like when you're in a game where there are certain enemy types that keep appearing again and again, you yeah. become familiar with their mechanics, and then you know how to deal with them. You know how they're going to behave. Yeah. Again, RE Seven never completed it, but and I know there will be points where you are fighting multiple of the same enemy. I, I don't know, maybe maybe not. But my my impression of RE Seven is for the most part, you are constantly fighting like individuals, and that I think is just a much more terrifying thing. Where it's like every time it's what am I going to be dealing with next? Um, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to learn from dying and trying it again and again how to deal with them. But until I meet them, it's that fear. That I was speaking to a friend last night um, who hadn't done VR, but they'd mentioned playing. Actually, they tried it once and they spoke about Five Nights at Freddy's, which someone mentioned in the chat just now. And I think Five Nights at Freddy's is actually somewhere in the middle of those two like polar opposites I mentioned. It has the fun carnival element of it but it does also have the the dread the dread factor i think it's sort of somewhere in between the two because whether it's the um not not wanting to hear the fox come down the corridor or um the one where it's in the air vent i mean that was one of the most terrifying ones ever five nights of freddy's is a pretty uh, intense game yeah agreed agreed i do but uh, you know these things hit differently for different people so many people say five nights just wasn't scary at all it's all about jump scares and i'm like but yeah but jump scares are fucking terrifying so like what do you mean by yeah that? It, but it's it, it's you know i, I don't, just don't want to discount you know how different people feel about different games um but yeah horror hits differently and that was, that was why i reacted people. That was why I reacted the way I did when you said, oh, it's the uh, RE8, it's the second scariest game. I wasn't like discrediting it. I was like, oh, maybe I should give other horror games a go. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and it kind of made me feel like, well, I'm actually kind of proud. Because I do, I do. I, I look at you, I look at AJ, I look at Wes and Game Cats that are playing these horror games. And I'm just like, I have so much respect for you guys that can <laughs> stomach it. And obviously I start learning. Well, it's not that you stomach it. It's that you just force yourself through it. And I love being scared. Um, Right, you said something earlier uh, in during Gamescast tonight, Miles, that I I found really reassuring, uh, and that's that you might watch your stream of you doing of playing Resident Evil and think that Miles hates this game, but that's right. that's just not the case, right? Like, and especially for me because I love being scared, I love being terrified, I love being like, how is a game making me feel this way? How how does a movie make me feel this way? And right. so, like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll quibble about little things, little problems I have with the game. Uh, but man, like, I just fucking love this game. I love this experience going through it. Um, and so if it ever looks like I'm not enjoying myself and I'm like, like bitching about some puzzle or about cutscenes or something, just ignore me, man, because I, I complain constantly in real life and not having the chat in my ear makes me forget you know, and like, and this is just stuff right. I would do, like, you know, when when the camera's not on. So you guys are just getting into a glimpse of like my real personality, where I complain a lot in real life, right? I try to be nicer when people are around. I, I just laugh at that because it is very true. Like, um, we, we might not seem we're enjoying it, but we are, yeah. despite the fact that on my live stream, every five seconds, I kept saying, "I, I hate, this. hate this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I say I it a saying, lot too, man. I say it a lot yeah, too. Yeah. Yep. I was saying like, oh man, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like haunted houses. Like, why, why am I putting myself through this, right? And then, yeah. and then you, but then, but then, when you get through a section and you find yourself laughing at yourself, dude. At one point, there were tears coming out of my eyes. Like I was still in the village section, like early on, and like I was just like, I was, I was laughing and I was terrified, and a tear came out of my eye, and I don't know what emotion I was having to evoke that tear. 
because I don't know if I was laughing so hard at myself that I was laughing crying or if I was so scared that I was crying, but it was all of everything. And I, dude, in, in my normal life, I don't cry from happiness or cry from sadness terribly often, right? But when a game can make me feel so many things at once that a tear comes to my eye while I'm playing a fucking video, like success. So congratulations, Capcom. You've done it again. Success. Horror is for, for that reason is one of the best mediums for like watching live streams. Like I and I remember the moment when you were talking about that, and also there was a, a bit quite early on where you were just saying, "I need to take a moment and just like sit down." I think you had to sit down for a moment and that, and you were just processing like how the game was making you feel, <laughs> yeah. and it is just it's really really interesting. And again, on my stream, a lot of people were genuinely shocked. Going, Miles, I've never heard you swear like well. <laughs> Firstly, I've, I've rarely heard you swear, but like that frequently. And also, I sounded a lot more British. It's like FNL, all this sort of stuff. Like, I, I probably sounded a lot more British uh, in the process. But it, it, it's the fact that you put yourselves into those environments, high pressure environments, you, you react. And for me, does that mean if I was actually in a situation where I was in the middle of the woods, I'd be saying fuck this all the time? Probably not. But the point is, in VR, I'm like, right now, I'm feeling very huge discomfort. What can I do? I'll just keep talking. Yeah. Uh, I'll just keep talking to myself. But what am I going to say to myself? I don't really know what to say, so I'm just going to swear <laughs> like, and just say. Yeah. And and it was funny because actually the bit and in in the edit I've done uh, of the live stream when I was talking about oh why why didn't I just play Cities VR? I literally ended up saying the sentence like it was a bit of a longer sentence like that. It was like um, oh why don't I play Cities VR? I should have played that instead. I actually said that sentence exactly that like two or three times in a row, but it was like with a pause in between. So it sounded like I was going to say something new. So in the moment, it just felt totally natural. But on reflection, it was like, no, that was me highly anxious, like not sure what to say or think. And so I was just sort of going in a loop in my head because I was just like, I didn't want to deal with the reality that I was in a location that I totally felt out of control with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good talk, Miles. Good talk. I can't wait to catch back up with you after we've both played a few more hours or completed the game. Uh, Dude, oh man, it's going to get so bad. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, uh, Owando, we're going to catch up on some tips here before we move into 20 questions, uh, Miles. Uh, we got Owando Cat, Kernando Cat. This is great. 20 euros. It says 20 euro AF. <laughs> good i like that Thank i love you for it the donation uh ryan baron with the five dollar tip says can we get firewall ultra versus miles uh, i'm sorry firewall ultra versus brian miles aj and wes would love to see you guys put together some kind of tournament for it game gets af <laughs> um nice yeah uh so our our amazing uh, moderator Rypop is sort of our tournament guy and like no one was interested in PSVR one tournaments after a while or for the last couple of years. Um, but, but he's back in full swing and he'll be organizing some great tournaments for the channel. Uh, and of course, you know, we'll be organizing those on discord. So make sure you're over there uh, because we'll be announcing stuff here, but organizing it over there. I think Gran Turismo is going to be something. Uh, I'm sure firewall ultra will be a thing. Uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Firewall ultra looks better every single time I hear more about it. Uh, Matster Game Catster, great name, with a $20 tip, says 20 American AF. Thank you guys very much. I feel like you're buying Love me pizza Love all these AFs. Very good. Yeah. I bet you're buying me pizza AF tonight. Uh, yeah. Nick Mulo, the Game Cat, with the $5 tip, says Miles missing the castle reveal because he was too freaked out and staring at the ground AF. Um, I, I, I will say that it's 
I I was only told later on that that, that that's something that happened during your stream that you you were looking down the whole time and you were just running. I think Dan uh, from Skydance was telling me about it because he was watching you play, um, and he was like, Miles was so scared he refused to look up and just missed the entire reveal. That was an amazing reveal, you guys. Like, it, it, and it really the second I walked out of this cave and boom, you just see like the village, the titular village as it is. It's and it's all in real time. It's all it's none of, none of it's pre-rendered. It's not just some flat JPEG. This big fucking looming cat. This is you very quickly realize why this game was never released on PSVR one. Resident Evil Seven dropped into a lower resolution when you stepped outside of the Baker Estate into the backyard, right? Because it was pretty much the widest open area that you you encounter in that game, and it could barely handle that the backyard. There's no way PSVR one or PS the OG PS4 or Pro was going to be able to handle uh, rendering even that scene. Uh, so that was that was amazing. Oh, you posted the link too. You no, I, I just it? looked up the timestamp of it. I'm actually gonna have to make a gif of it because I walked past it so quickly, dude. It's comical. Like I just don't even look at it. I just like I remember seeing in the corner of my eye, like, wow, that looks amazing. But I think I've got to go down here. Like I. I <laughs> Wow, which was made it even more enjoyable when I was watching you do it on your stream. I was like, let's see how long Brian spends here. I was like, oh no, and then you started talking about the cast. I was like, I totally agree with you, and I should have done that, but no. Teacher's <laughs> own. Um, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euros says, "My greatest scare in RE8 was seeing monster silhouettes in the fog as you approached the village for the first time." And then well, he uh, he, he added another two euros and said, "Sorry, I forgot to add AF." Oh right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, mm -hmm, yep. The the monsters are very interesting in Village, and uh, and th they, be, without even fighting them, they are they are terrifying. Seeing them, seeing the silhouettes, seeing them kind of like stalking you, and and yeah. and then you re not realizing that they are stalking you or that they have been watching you until it's a little late is uh, very crazy. Uh, Sean Turner with the five dollar tip says I only made, I only made it past the bit with the hanging birds. This is legit like 15 minutes into oh, the game. Dude, that bit. That yeah, that that moment, yeah, is um the sound design in that bit is just after that bit is yeah. Intense. Uh thanks to you and the community for the help on Discord with PSVR2. I am the faux show game cat. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Sean. Uh it's time it's it's time to uh it's time to push forward. Time to push forward. All right, I think that gets us caught up on tips, uh, which means, Miles, it's time for 20 questions. Uh, time for 20 questions, Brian. You're the host? I've got a game. Yeah? What, what game is it? It will have to find out in 20 questions time. All right. Or less. All right, guys, I'm going to need all the help I can possibly get in the chat because this game is way harder than you think it is uh, when you're on the spot and there's a camera on you and the time is ticking and you're getting somebody AJing the fuck out of the answers because that's a thing. Uh, but... Everybody in the chat, help me with good questions and then give me good suggestions based on the answers we get. I'm going to make a good old yes and no column in my notebook here. On my mark, get does go. Uh, is this game on or has it been announced for PSVR 2? Yes. Okay. One. Was this game previously on PSVR 1? No. 
Okay, so this is a PSVR 2. By the way, quick question. I don't want to botch the time. Yeah. Has everyone so far done a PSVR 2 games for 20 questions since the launch of PSVR 2? Nope. No? Okay. You're really AJing the fuck out of this mouse. Yeah, I am. Yeah. AF. Um, does this game involve a lot of shooting? Guns and boom, 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 boom. No. No. Three. Okay. Okay. Uh, d- does this game involve a lot of climbing? No. Damn it. Four. <laughs> that eliminates one PSVR 2. <laughs> one go. <laughs> Yeet up the mountain, <laughs> someone said on Twitter. Yeah. Awesome Tatum with the cheat right off the bat. Have we talked about this game today on this episode? Have we mentioned this game on this episode of Games Cast Live? We have indeed. Five. Whoa, Tatum. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Doesn't help me too much. Because uh, I have a, the worst short-term memory ever. Uh, would you say that this is a... Uh, a, a is this a, a primarily multiplayer game? No, it's not, no. Okay. There goes Demio. Six. Yeah. Uh, are you piloting any kind of vehicle or uh, contraption? Any, like, are you, or are you just instead of walking around, are you in some kind of vehicle of some kind? No. 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 Okay. Seven. I want to fix the chat, but I can't because I'm running out of time. Um, has this developer made other PSVR one or two games? Uh, yeah. Okay. Eight. Does it involve penguins? Is it a horror game? Penguins. No, it's not. Okay. Nine. Uh, Was this game's original title Big Woman VR? (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't made by, um, fast travel games by any chance, was it? It, it was it was indeed Brian. That's ten. Really? Uh, do you build cities in this game? You can do if you want. Yeah, if you want to, it's optional. Not not it's not optional. Not necessary. You can kind of do whatever you want. You, if you if if you didn't, you might be disappointed with the game because they uh, they're kind of pushing that. I think <laughs> it's it's suggested in the title. Suggested. Yeah. Well, then might this game be Cities VR Enhanced Edition? It is, and I'm glad you said the full version. It is Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Brian, and Rooster Tie 3, the Game Cat, was the first one in the chat to uh, to mention it. You yeah, won, so well done. Rooster Tie. You won a hug. <laughs> Virtual. Get over here. Virtual. Mm. Okay. All right, man. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have time to stick around. Uh, we we got to get we got to get the show on the road. Got to get moving. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, obviously, thank you to everybody who helps this channel run. Guys, uh, please... Don't forget to click the link in the description below. Join, uh, I mean, subscribe to all my co-hosts, right? Because we're trying to cover as much PSVR 2 stuff as possible. Uh, but, you know, today, especially, make sure you go subscribe to Miles Dyer over at youtube.com slash Miles. Link for that is in the description below. And if you want to watch him play Resident Evil Village, because hmm. it's certainly a unique experience watching him play it, you should totally subscribe to his channel. Uh, but thank you to everybody who makes this channel run. We've got all the awesome moderators out there. 
We've got uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who puts the timestamps into this thing after the fact. we got Jay Meow, who gets us up on podcast services of your choice. All the Game Cats out there that support us financially uh, here in the chat uh, with the donations over on Patreon.com slash Without Parole Games. Uh, everyone that helped with 20 questions, uh, everyone who participated in the chat, and of course, everyone who sat back, watched the show, and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Happy Friday, Miles. Happy Friday, Brian. Happy Friday, Game Cats. Have a wonderful weekend, and see you. I'm Pavlov. See you in Pavlov. I'm, I'm getting on it next, even though it's 1 a.m. <laughs> See you guys. Oop, that's not the button. There it is. <laughs>
I feel anxious even saying that, Brian, because I know <laughs> that at the moment, although I did enjoy it, I'm just like, I know the moment I jump back in it. You know what I mean? When you jump back into that world, yeah. you're like, oh, I forgot how real this feels. Yeah, I feel, dude, I feel that way every single time I put the headset on, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like I, you know, it's like with everybody talking about, oh, there's Mora or there's Shimmer or there's this or there's that. Uh, and I go, yeah, you know, I guess there is. It's, you know, it's, nothing's perfect. And, and then I put the headset on and I go, what the fuck? Why are people complaining? This thing is so good. And I played, and I had that same feeling again when I got into Gran Turismo again today. I put the headset on. took me a few seconds, you know, seconds for the, uh, the PSVR 2 mode to kick in. I was uh, sitting there in my Corvette. And then there I was actually sitting there in my Corvette. And it was just fucking incredible. Um, and yeah. Same, same feeling for Resident Evil Village, but for a different reason. Um, right. Looks great. Yeah. But that just means the scary, the scary shit's going to be that much scarier. Exactly. Yeah. All right, you guys. Uh, have a great weekend. Make sure you come over to Discord if you want to play Pavlov uh, or if you want to hang out, if you want to get into the multiplayer this weekend. Uh, but yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. We love you all. Bye.